Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? What's next? Play it! Say it. Little Latin loopy loo. <laughs> Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels? No! The Righteous Brothers. Well, never mind. No, not never mind. You tell me right now what's wrong with the Righteous Brothers. Nothing. I just prefer the other. Bullshit! How can it be bullshit to state a preference? Since when did this store become a fascist regime? Since you brought that bullshit tape in. Oh, man, that's great. That's the fun thing about working in a record store. You get to play crappy pap you don't even want to listen to. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a fucking conversation stimulator, man. I was going to ask you for your top five records to play on a Monday morning and all that. And you just had to fucking ruin it. Well, we'll do it next Monday. No! Now! here with James Prophet like my status if you like deep cuts <laughs> and, and you and we are once again joined by say it and me uh Bill hi it's me again Who this is Joe have? yeah sounds just like me and this is Nick that does not sound like Josh and this week on the COVID-19 quarantine hell we extravaganza are talking about <laughs> music for a change. So <clears throat> James had it was you, right? James had the idea for this. I think so. Yeah, we you yeah. know we had yeah, done, it was you. Well, we're gonna do. <laughs> I don't know how long it will take us to do all forms of pop culture media, but we're at least branching out to a second one now. So we didn't want to just do music as a generic category so josh do you want to explain what we're doing um i will try although through our text messages with the group this week there has been some confusion so we'll have to uh figure out exactly what deep cuts mean but that's what we're discussing is our favorite well even i don't even know if it's favorite it was just nominate six deep cuts and we're going to make a well we made a bracket for it and we're going to vote on them and see who has the the best deep cut pool. Um, and so the I, I put it into a random generator. And mm-hmm. I think only one person, I think Nick, had one where two of his songs were up against each other. But yeah, other than that, that. Hey, it was the internet, man. Uh-huh. And we should probably clarify what we mean by deep cuts, because like Josh said, we did have a lot of discussion about that. At the yeah, end of the, some people the day, like Joe have obviously never heard the term. <laughs> I think what we well, came down to through not finding <laughs> it, but in practice was not hits. So it could be a single, but if it wasn't like a big hit, I think it was a uh, loud. Really, what I took it as, this is Josh, um, Songs that <laughs> the rest of us didn't know. Like, I, I'm i sure that there's, you know, people out there that have heard all these songs or big fans of certain artists or something. But, oh, yeah, I was just kind of thinking, like, you know, you know, Bill's probably never heard X. You know, I, I want to share this song that I love so much with people that are close to me that may may or may not have heard it. 
um, you know, James and I talk about music a lot, so we might have some that we've heard or, you know, Joseph and I are the same person, so we've probably heard most of each other's, but, you know, that was the general idea, I think, at least from my point of view. I'd say for the most part, since we did a YouTube playlist on this, if there is a video on YouTube that goes along with the song, it probably wouldn't qualify as a deep cut, so that negates a few of mine already. So we're playing fast and loose with the term. And I also think that this is Joe, <laughs> but a couple things. One, I pretty much was thinking along the same lines as Josh and that it doesn't have to be like a song nobody's ever heard. Right. Um, it was more of like, hey, these are songs that either people hadn't heard the band before or spoiler alert, if it's my favorite band, Dave Matthews, and it's a huge band, I at least tried to pick a song that most people, unless you're a Dave fan, have not heard. So that was kind of what I was going for. Plus, if we check the tape, I don't know that we ever said deep cuts on the actual podcast. It was more of like... What does the record say? Six songs. (laughs) You want to check tape? Yeah, check the tape. Regardless, we all came up with six songs. Have the stenographer read back the words. Yeah, my yes. so so my whole take on this was going what was said like songs that I was fairly certain that you guys would you know would not be familiar with or would not have heard, and on top of that, songs that were newer to me that I just found through going down like a YouTube rabbit hole of like, you know, listening to enough songs that I do like. And then there's that pre-made playlist that's made. And then as I scroll down, there's this new song that I've never heard of from a band I've never heard of. So for the most part, some of these were even newer to me mm-hmm. um, myself. And as soon as I heard it, I'm like, okay, that's, that's friggin' sweet. I, I love this band now based off this one song. Um, it was weird how many police songs were in there though. Like, <laughs> I would have thought <laughs> knew who they were. Yeah. That yeah everybody Bojangles. told me they had heard Roxanne. Like, who knew? <laughs> it was weird how you just put five or no, six <laughs> versions of Roxanne. The original right. and five covers. The one yeah, I mean, the once we allowed cover songs, he just went wild with all those covers of Roxanne. I won't lie. Play, it was really played. tempting to just put six Dave Matthews songs to make everybody mad. Or just all oh, ants gosh. marching. I <laughs> Six different live versions, which there probably are out there. So I essentially did the same thing as Bill, except mine wasn't with YouTube, it was with Spotify. So the first three, I think, selections on mine were like songs that I discovered through Spotify. And then the last three, if I'm remembering correctly, were just... Yeah, so they were... Songs by bands that I had kind of stumbled upon either years ago, which turns out pretty much every one of my selections is at least 10 years old. Um, so that, yeah, that's kind of how it played out for me as well. Like the first three were from a specific playlist that I got on Spotify, and so they all have a very similar sound. And then the other three were just like, these are bands that I kind of found that I don't know if other people know or not, but I think other people should know. That kind of deal. Yeah, and Joe, you mentioned we each picked six songs. Uh, Nick's wife, Erin, was kind enough to toss in the other two so we could have an even 32-song tournament here. 
which means we're going to have at least 31 discussions, so we should probably start moving things along so we're not talking until 2 a.m. Yes. So, Nick, is Aaron around? Is she going to be speaking to her songs or no? Uh, no. She, I mean, she had jokingly, air quotes, mentioned that she could uh, be on a time or two and then immediately talked herself out of it. It's like, oh, no, no, that should, you all can... I don't need to be on that. That's for you on. So Good. she's she's in the other room watching something <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> when we get to her songs, drag her in here. We don't even have to name her because we would ruin her educational career. But <laughs> <laughs> she could just be an unnamed guest. Yeah, I would say by the time we get to her songs, she's probably going to be fast asleep. So that's going to be a no. All right, okay. we'll jump in. So. The first matchup is a Bright Eyes song, which is not mine. Um, it is Joseph's pick of Bright Eyes, Happy Birthday to Me. I send myself, and with these strings, I plan to collapse and forget this wasted year. Billy Moon explosion. Oh yeah, uh, Bill. The uh, name was too long. It cut off. Can you remind us of the name of the song? My love forever. My first just is last one. We stood on the cliffs on a starless night. I held your hand in mine. So stand by me. talk about happy birthday to me this is a song from their rarities album josh and i both kind of fell in love with bright eyes in varying degrees um in college and i want to say this was on because i don't really do albums you'll notice throughout this discussion i just hear stuff basically from what josh gives me so i think he had made me a bright eyes mix cd in college and this was on there so it was kind of weird to go back and like listen to some of their albums this week and hear songs that I'm like, oh, that was on, quote, the Bright Eyes CD. Anyway, um, it's a very, like, raw song, which you can use to describe a lot of Connor's stuff. Um, and it has a lot of my favorite things about Connor. It has when he he does this thing where he repeats something after a, a line in either a, a spoken word version or like yells it he does that a couple times he also has a great female backup singer if i wasn't a jerk i would have looked it up ahead of time um, but i love for some reason i love connor's voice with female singers he has quite a few with emily harris on wide awake it's morning um, so yeah, this is my favorite kind of deep track of his, probably. Josh, would you say something vague is a deep track or not? Mm, yeah, deep enough, I guess. Okay, well then that's my favorite. But th- anyway, this is this is right up there. All right, Bill, what you got? <clears throat> All right, so I'm not super into music. I barely can remember the names of bands that I like, so I don't know much about them. So I just need I'm to glad we're going ahead of time, like. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I'm just I'm terrible at remembering names in general and all, so uh, and I don't know any trivia about any of these bands whatsoever, so you have to forgive me for being a loser that way. But um, so I came across this band. It was one of those deals where I, I think I was in at, in my classroom doing stuff in the morning. It's either in the morning or the afternoon. That's when I listen to music, and I just you know will have <clears throat> the, the randomized like YouTube playlist playing while I'm getting stuff either ready for the day or getting ready for the next day, whatever. And this song came on, and at first I didn't like it. I'm like, what the hell is this song? This is terrible. And then the more I listened to it, like the more the song went on, because I think what it was is just the contrast of their two voices. Like, her voice sounds great. His voice kind of sucks. Makes the song wonderful. And then I watched the video, and I and this whole experience, and I'll talk about this later, has like, I don't know, really helped me realize like how much a music video can shape a song because there were some songs on the, on this overall list that when I saw the video and I was like, Oh my gosh, shut up. I don't care anymore. And then when I was listening to it while I was getting lessons ready this week without the music video, and I'm like, I like this song a lot more without the visual, uh, which is, which is, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah. And it's mainly just because I'm an old curmudgeon who hates everything. So that's <laughs> that's 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 the overall preface preface of all that. Like I'm just old and I'm bitter about most things in life. So that's that's part of it. So <laughs> I I just really like this song. I just like the story it tells. Like they're in this life of crime and he wants to back out, but she doesn't. And and I think it's great. So I just really I just think it's a fun song. That's what it comes down to. It's funny you said that because I actually had I had a similar experience, but it was almost the opposite. Like some of the songs I hated when I'm listening to my headphones, but then I did watch the entire YouTube playlist that James uh, thankfully put together. Yeah, that was great, James. Thanks. I was like, oh, this is actually yeah. kind of cool because the video tells the story a little better. Um, yeah. But that's because I'm a visual learner, so I don't. I don't know. I really like some of the. I mean, obviously, some of my own videos suck. The Josh Ritter <laughs> one is just pixelated, <laughs> and it's just him in a field. Like, I, I hate when they're like, "There's no reason to make a video of this if yeah. you're just gonna sit there." Why'd um, you waste the money? Right. But anyway, so what? How do we do this? What? What did everybody vote? <laughs> yep. Right. So we'll are we doing it by so applause? <laughs> we're we're doing finger snaps. <laughs> I would say, oh, by the way, uh, this you guys is not were talking about videos. Beat poetry. <laughs> the video for My Love Forevermore, I actually had to do a double take at the end of it, which uh, I don't think I can remember doing on something until I read the last Hunger Games book where I was on one page and I just finished it, flipped the page, about halfway down the page, went like, wait, what just happened? And I had to flip back to the last sentence of the last chapter again. And so the video for My Love Forevermore, when the girl's driving to the car by herself, was one of those moments for me where I was like, wait, hold on. What was that line? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good video. Good stuff. The video actually did increase my enjoyment of the song. And Bill, like you, I liked the song more and more the more times I listened to it. Like you had sent this to me once before, I think several months ago. And I listened to it. So I heard it and I was like, yeah, that's good. The second time I liked it more. The third time I was like, I actually like this song quite a bit. It's good stuff. 
I liked Happy Birthday too. <laughs> By the way, they were both good. All right. So um, then, what's your vote, James? Well, all right. If we're voting, uh, Bill, do you vote for your own on this one? I I am voting for my own on this one. All right, Joe. What about you? I'm gonna go ahead and vote for my own. All right. So it's one each. I'm gonna vote for Bill's "My Love Forevermore" on this one. Um, you know what I'm voting for. (laughs) Josh votes for Bright Eyes. We're two and two. Ah, so I'm the deciding vote. You're the deciding vote, man. Okay. Wait. And I will. Yes. We should do like <laughs> Bill and I should try to sway you. I, that would be I perfect because I <laughs> have my vote, right. but right. it's he doing. Cool. But don't um, forget, I love you. Okay, all right. <laughs> stop, stop sending me gifts of like people making hand hearts. <laughs> um. So, I will say that first off, I have seen Connor Oberst in concert. That was yeah. kind of cool. Wasn't really that aware of him beforehand, um, other than I knew Aaron liked him, and it wasn't Bright Eyes. It was just it was Connor Connor Oberst. So um, it was this little uh, club in Lexington. I can't even think of the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, we even snuck up into the VIP section and got to sit there and watch. So that was kind of awesome. That being said, uh, the Bill song. Um, kind of took me to a headspace of like something that you would expect out of a Rob Zombie movie. So yeah. that really kind of took me back because <clears throat> thanks to Bill, I have a long history with Mr. Zombie. So I am also a person that can be swayed very easily by the video. That being said, I have not actually gotten to watch any of the videos for the songs on this playlist. Oh, oh, that's fun. Yeah. So except for the very beginning of the song, because I was like, what the heck is going on with this video? It sounds like the start of a movie. And that's kind of the point. So I will be going back and watching this video later because sound wise, it's just, it's, it sounds so cool to me. Yes. You have a, pairing of a male and a female singer on both songs, but this one is just so strange and out there and interesting. So, Hillbilly Explosion gets my vote. Woo! I have to go. I have to go. I love you, Joe. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Now I'm getting gifts of people flipping me. Thanks, Joe. So... (laughs) And I'm truly, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm happy you guys like that song. And I'm happy it won. It's great. Whatever. <laughs> but, where, I'm where are you going? Well, okay, so Josh and I are so, like, steeped in Connor that it's hard to, like, think about anybody that wouldn't just immediately fawn all over him. So I'm curious what somebody who's brand new to him, Nick, I know you're familiar, um, thought of that song. Because it doesn't really fall into any kind of genre so i'm curious <coughs> what your reactions were good or bad i don't really care i hated that stupid fucking hillbilly song i it's kind of interesting because like considering that there were two bright eye songs on this playlist and they're so totally different from each other 
it was it, it was it was good for someone who's not familiar with the band because I I don't want to give too much away. I mean, Josh knows like my feelings towards his song because we were, we were, we were texting about it. Like, let's not not shit ourselves. And happy birthday to me. I was just like, <sighs> see, this is where this, I, I've actually been struggling about like how to talk about some of these songs because <clears throat> I know that music can be such like a deeply personal thing to people. And I don't want any sort of like my criticism to be like, I don't like your song. So therefore I don't like you. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. because, because I know that like when I'm deeply attached to something and someone's like, Oh, you don't like it. And it's like, well, you must be a piece of shit then because <laughs> this is amazing. Don't you know? <laughs> but like, I just, I just didn't like it. Like the happy birthday to me song. I'm just like, I can't handle this anymore. Like, this is just I, there's some I, I, there's some things you just can't take. Yeah, there's some things you can't <laughs> take. Yeah. There's I guess. I don't know. I mean I that's, listened to it a couple that's times. A line and I'm just like you know, I just didn't like it. I listened to it a couple times and I'm just like hard pass, blah. And then when I was showing it, Ashley's not super familiar with it because Similarly, she actually had the exact same experience. She had a Bright Eyes mix from her friend in college, and I think she had like one album or whatever. But she didn't have this song, so it was basically her first time hearing it. And she was like kind of wincing, like, I was like, is this a little too emo dashboard for you? You know, like, that's Whoa. the Connor I love. And, and yeah, jo yeah, I don't know. So, so this is Josh. I, for me, it's like I always think about Connor as like, we grew up together so like in college which is when this was out it is very like like there's a line where he says like i just um, thank you for talking because i needed to you know like he's up in the middle of the night and just needs to talk about his emotions like that's such a college thing to do and yeah. his sound <clears throat> is very like raw and everything but now he's like talking about you know want to live in the woods because he wants to get away from everybody and just like he's just changed and his music has changed that let's not shit ourselves is like halfway in between so he's like still a little bit in college political and you know <laughs> angry but like his music has like grown up a little bit more so yeah I, I i like that about him that it's his songs always sound so different from each other but we need to move on because we because we could uh talk about connor all night right guys yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> no, all right, all right. let's see if we can get two of Joe's songs out in a row next. <laughs> <laughs> Second matchup is Elastica with Lineup, which is changed. Andy Carlisle, the story, which is Joe. 
got no one to tell them to. It's the truth. I was made for you. I climbed across the mountain tops. Okay, so Line Up by Elastica. I actually got this album for the first time when it first came out in like 1995, right? So this song has a very distinct guitar rhythm, and it uses the guitar almost like a drum in that it's sort of the downbeat of the song. I always thought that was really cool. And how it's interspersed with the sounds of a guy spewing, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um... It was kind of funny, like, I always sort of loved this song, but I didn't feel okay liking it for a while because um, it uses the word fags, and then at some point I realized, oh, they're British, they're talking about cigarettes, and that makes a lot more sense than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I've just always liked this song. I have this weird abstract definition in my head of what quote-unquote real alternative music is, and it has to be kind of experimental, and they're something definitely unique about it elastica i think has a couple of albums where they really experiment a lot up and down the album and this song is one of them nothing else on their album sounds like this song and i have always loved this song it's a track one love it love it love it all right uh joe so I'll try to be quick because I know we're going to be all night, but th- this song means a lot to me. It's kind of like what Bill was saying, like sometimes music can be very personal. Th- this song means more to me than probably any other song. Um, and I don't think enough people know it, so that's why I put it on there. So Joe, I want to bring up, I pretty much I did research on every song before the brackets were made, okay? Mm-hmm. This song, one of the things that I thought was really, really cool about it, I like the song, by the way. Um, there was a tribute album made from this whole album, okay? And so Brandy Carlisle have some very famous fans. <laughs> so yeah. the tribute album to this album has Dolly Parton, Pearl Jam, Chris Christopherson, the Avid Brothers, the Indigo Girls, Adele, the, just the talent list. Right, on... Um, people that just love that album apparently is kind of insane so do they make it's, it good i mean that's the thing obviously it's not as good as lineup but <laughs> it it's still good <clears throat> in its own non-lineup way oh man all right um all you right want to you guys want to vote yeah I'll, I'll jump in here all right james i i love you with all my heart this song i thought was good but as soon as I heard this song, I'm like, this is my friend James personified in a, in a 90s era song from a 90s band that no one has heard about. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, James, I love it because if I had a dollar for every time you mention like a 90s band in a group or like a conversation... And seriously, I think probably some of the band members don't remember the band, but you do. <laughs> like, 
this is that band to me. And I could be wrong. Maybe they have a strong following, but I'm just like, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, this is freaking James Prophet all day long. I freaking love it. <laughs> it's, it was it was great. It just made me happy. Um, so I, I mentioned early on that like I went through and I picked out some of the like the songs off your lists that I really liked and some of the lyrics that I really liked. And in um, Joe, this this song was one of your songs that I picked. And I I know I said earlier on that I'm just like an old man who like hates a lot of things. But then there's some things that just make me almost spontaneously cry out of yeah. emotion. And this song was one of the songs on the playlist that almost has made me spontaneously cry out of emotion. I love this song and I'm voting for it. I think it's great. Oh, there you go. So, so I'll go next. Uh, this is Josh, obviously. Um, sorry, James, James, uh, I don't know how we can't take any of this personal. It's fine. (laughs) James, I don't know how you can call this uh, a deep cut when it was featured in mall rats. I mean, come on. Uh, was it really? <laughs> I've never seen Small Rats. Oh, jeez. So, I love this song. I think it reminded me of the Pixies, which I really love. And just like noise pop, obviously 90s. I, I dug it. And I I get why people love Brandi Carlisle and her voice is awesome and everything, but she's just not uh, for me. So, I am picking Elastica on this one. Nick, you are the tiebreaker again, man. Wait, wait, I didn't go. (laughs) Go ahead, Joe. Joe, go ahead and vote for Alaska. Well, I will say, it wasn't close, because like I said, this is like my favorite song ever made. But, James, to your credit, I took notes on my little notes app on the the iPhone. And next to this song, I just put the... uh, the metal emoji, you know what I'm talking about? Like the horns, the horns. Uh, lightning bolt. Yeah. Cause I thought the song was badass. And you know, we've had a discussion before many times, James, about our love of um, like female front men, if you will, yes. front women. So th- this song was right up my alley and I really did love it, but I guess I'm going with the, the story. Awesome. All Aww. right. I want to hug you. I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> so, I will say that I had never heard Brandy Carlisle before. I have heard Elastica before because <clears throat> I am friends with James. And much to what Bill Love said, it. this is the epitome of a James band. And that is a compliment because if it's 80s new wave or 90s alternative, it's likely a James kind of thing throwing in enough quirk in there. So this is a quirky nineties alternative Brit pop. Well, not Brit pop, but Brit rock song. Um, I, I am a, I love like the opening. I love the, the chugga chugga of the guitars. Like you said, the, the percussion that they pretty much use with a guitar. Um, I love the sound of it. That being said, I am a sucker for a very emotional, almost scream singing. And the end of the Brandy Carlisle song where she just almost is like shredding her vocal cords there. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. <clears throat> it's awesome. 
So Brandy Carlisle gets my vote on this one. Yay. All right. Condolences, James. Uh, I appreciate it. So round two, first match is going to be my love forevermore versus the story. <laughs> yeah. Could we have two more top. different songs in round two? <laughs> <laughs> each other? That's cool. so, I love it. <laughs> um, so death from above 1979 uh, black mm-hmm. history month. That is Nicholas. BRMC because I didn't have enough room. That's Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Is that right? That is correct, sir. Uh, Beat the Devil's Tattoo. So that is also Nick, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, I guess this is my presentation. Um, (laughs) All right, so Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, I have been on a kick probably for the past six months um, of listening to what I call like unpolished rock. Um, Basically, Detroit-style garage rock. Um, Think early, uh, early White Stripes. Um, that kind of thing. So, I, I really love a guitar and a song, like a, just a gritty, like, untuned guitar and a song. I love a, uh, I don't even know how to say it, just a, a strained, like, almost, like, whiskey and cigarette-soaked voice. Um, like Hillbilly Moon Explosion? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and and th- this song, it... It kind of has a, a, a lean toward my other recent love, which is Southern Gothic, um, which if you're not familiar with that type of music, uh, go on Spotify or something and just pull up a Southern Gothic playlist. And it's just, it's not bluegrass, but it's just kind of like minor chord, like darker bluegrass leaning music kind of mixed with rock or whatever. And, I mean, that is this song. Um, It's just, I'm not a a lyrics person. I couldn't tell you what the majority of the song says. I just know that the sound is great. Um, I found out previously that there have been songs that I just absolutely love that are, like, insanely offensive, and I it kind of took my love for them away. So I'm not sure what this song is about, but I like it. Um, Death from Above 1979 is a band that I discovered a couple years back. Um, I'm not really sure how I ran into them. It's probably through a Pandora playlist. 
because I would. Were you just looking up the year of our Lord, and that's what came yeah. up? Nineteen seventy-nine. Hail us, James. Um, but yeah, so I Pandora kind of played a significant part in my life on like music discovery. As I mean, anybody that's as old as I am might say. Um, when I got started at a previous job at a call center, my trainer actually told us, you know, you should get this this app. It'll get you through the day being able to listen to music all day long for free and not have to listen to DJs and blah, 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 and everything. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so I just kind of found them through Pandora. And it was, it was this song. This song is just... Again, just really unpolished. I don't know. It's they they both just kind of like I don't really know what it is. They they really just make me feel like amped up. So I think like James texted me the other day that this was a good like start your day song, and that, that's an hell yeah yeah. So. Yeah, that is my really shitty presentation on two songs that I love that I know really nothing about them <laughs> other than I like these songs. Well, but which one? They're do both you like yours, more? so. Yes, so yeah. now exactly. you put my vote. So, uh, if it were between a few of my other songs, this would be a lot easier. These two were kind of, I would say in the middle for me. Um, they're not like my least favorite of the list and not my favorite of my list, but just edging out, I will give it to black rebel motorcycle club. All right. Well, I'll um, be the first split. Cause I'm voting for death from above in 1979. Loved it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm so going, what's man? No, I'm, I'm going, um, I, I, to me, I mean, they're, they're very, again, I'm not a music guy. I kind of suck at this. I'm sorry, but like <clears throat> they, they were very similar in style. So they were kind of like, you know, the same to me. Um, I'm going black, um, the black rebel motorcycle club, just because of the music video, um, death from above, you know, there wasn't a video. It was just the, the, the shot there. Right. So I just, yep. I'm going with that one. I just, just cause I yeah. liked the visual of the, the video. That was it. So, so let me get this straight. When, you said before that most music videos turn you against the song. Not, turns- no, not always on this playlist. I, and, and that was kind of a, a, a revelation for me because I was listening to this while I was grading papers um, this week. And I'm like, okay, I, I want to listen through the playlist all the way through again. And there was one song in particular that when I first saw the music video, I was just completely turned off buy it and i was like ugh, ugh, like <laughs> just shot it down and i immediately like um so my little brother i love him to death but he he made up a nickname for me that kind of pissed me off at the time but i'm like you know what it's kind of true he's just like oh my gosh you're being bitter bill right now he's I like mean- oh here comes <laughs> here comes bitter bill <laughs> and i just kind of embrace it because there are some things that just like immediately ignite the fire of bitter bill like oh freaking kill me like i get it you're young and sad like you know 
that's not nearly <laughs> that's not nearly as cool as being old and sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> <or man. laughs> but 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 anyways, when I was listening to the playlist again, and this song has not come up yet, I listening to just the song, I was like, wait a minute, wow, I like this a lot better now that I'm not being like a bitter shithead towards the music video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. So, so I, I'm a total visual person. I love music videos. I think they're awesome. Um, but yeah, in this one case, you know, I got to go to the, the motorcycle club just because I thought the music video was cool. It added a lot more to the, um, you know, and when the playlist went up, there's actually one that I was bummed that I didn't give the link to that had the actual music video. Because the music video is amazing, but you know I wasn't going to have James recycle a playlist because of that. But um, but yeah, Dude, it I, takes two seconds to fix, man. No, it's good. So, <laughs> For the um, next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, that, that's my pick. That's where I'm going. Awesome. But while we're here, before we move on, Bill, I want to say the music video thing. I actually have something to say in a very similar vein about one of these songs later on. So I wonder if we're going to be talking about the same one. <laughs> okay, I wonder. I actually like not. I'll just butt in real quick on this music video. It almost took it down for me because I'm not a big fan of music videos where nothing happens like the music videos where it's just the band playing or like in this case, the music video of just a bunch of like friends hanging out at a concert and then going around like being just like 20 somethings like aimlessly with nothing to do. I'm not a big fan of this music video, but I love the song. <clears throat> All right, Josh, Joe, where are you guys falling on this? Yeah, this is Joe. It's kind of cool how like all of us have one of the other persons in the, the group that share at least some of the taste. And I remember when I was in college, Nick and I would love stuff like the, the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I eventually like realized just through wikipedia that stuff like that is called like Detroit rock or uh, blues rock or garage rock or psychedelic rock. Yep. Basically the doors, which is funny because I almost put the doors on here and then the white stripes stuff, anything like that. You can just immediately tell it's in that vein and I'm hooked. It was, <clears throat> was kind of weird because it wasn't my favorite song, but I could tell immediately that like, this is a band I need to get into. So that's, that's who I'm going with is the motorcycle club for sure. And that's honestly one of my favorite things about us doing this is that I love discovering music, so I also love sharing that with people. I mean, I'm not the kind of person that I want to like shove music down somebody's throat, but there's some songs on this playlist that I thought, oh, so-and-so is going to like this, or so-and-so is going to like this. And to what you said, this is one that I was like, I think I was going to dig this one. So, yeah. Well, I guess my vote doesn't matter, huh? Oh. Next, <laughs> I, what was it going to be for? I also, I also was picking the the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, oh, nice! Man, th- this isn't my favorite uh, genre in general, but I did like the. Um, I don't know. I just like the sound more of that one. I, I liked them both all right, but I like the the Motorcycle Club more. So, plus, death from above, name. died in flames. Indeed. All right. So matchup number four is a, 
again, Nick, Eagles of Death Metal, um, I only want you. Myself, uh, Sturgill Simpson covering the promise. I know they don't sound the way to be. If you wait around, I'll make you fall for me. I promise, I promise you, I will. Your days through. Okay, can I? Oh, sorry. You guys do your thing. <laughs> so Nick, why don't you no, go ahead just, and... just do it. <laughs> so I, I was actually really pissed at this matchup because I really loved both of these songs. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but I'll shut up. Go okay. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. All right. So Nick, what do you, what do you have about about this band? So for Eagles of Death Metal, um. To our listeners, you will not be aware, but everyone in this uh, podcast would, um, I am a huge, huge Foo Fighters fan. Um, even more so, a huge Dave Grohl fan. If there was, like, one famous person that I could say, if I could just meet this person, we'd be, like, friends, and I know that sounds super stalkery, but Dave just seems like a really cool guy. You just so what you're saying is you just want to put his feet in your mouth. Yes, yes, of course. Hey, if it's Dave Grohl, I'm in. But and I'm gonna get to where this ties in. So anything that Dave Grohl touches to me is gold. And so he was the drummer for Queens of um, of the Stone Age for a little while, just on a tour and on one of their albums. Um, the Drummer and one of the founding members for the Eagles of Death Metal is Josh Homme, which is the lead singer for Queens of the Stone Age. I knew it. Yes. I recognize So, I, I, I've heard of Eagles of Death Metal before, but the name is something that kind of like, strangely enough, pushed me away a little bit. Um, I never really listened to any of their stuff. I just figured Eagles of Death Metal. Oh, it's probably some like Norwegian black metal band that just like blah, 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 all the time, which I can get into, but I can't listen to for extended periods of time. So <clears throat> through the wonders of Spotify and other music apps, this band kind of would just sneak in here and there. And this song specifically, it just the the lead singer has such and Jesse Hughes is his name has such a interesting voice like he goes super high pitch kind of like um oh, oh crap uh, the darkness um oh, yeah. and but he can also go like Elvis like there's there's an Elvis lick in there um ah, gosh it's I just I love it. it it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> There's really, it's it's not like this deep song. It's it's kind of a very shallow song, but that's why it sounds so good because you don't have to overthink it. That's why I love you know action movies and like comedies. And I just I'm not a 
I'm a thinker in my own personal <clears throat> life. I don't want to be a thinker in my entertainment. I want to just mellow out and enjoy the shit. So this did that. And the music video, too, it's... I know it's just the band performing, but it's like a very stylized version of seeing them in concert. You go to a concert and get amped. You're like, if the band is on and they do a good performance, you're going to love the song more. A lot of it is also... The audience and the crowd that's there, if they're into it and the energy is high, you know, it's going to make you into the song more. This video pushed me over the edge on the song. It's just, uh, it's great. Awesome. So, so for me, I started liking Sergil. Um, it's been about eight years. I looked up when the album came out that I, I fell in love with them. Um, I love old country music like Waylon and and Johnny Cash and all that and so when he came out obviously I was like in love because voices like Randy Travis or something like it's so freaking <clears throat> perfect and uh so when this album the album that this is on came out I saw the promises on our about lost my mind because before Ainsley was born I picked this out as my song for her and we played it like on repeat in the hospital when Justice and Lee were. And, oh, that's uh, adorable. And I just knew <laughs> once I saw that it was Sturgill that he was gonna kill it. And uh, he do- does, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and I, like Bill said about the, the crying thing, I literally, I don't think I've ever listened to the song without crying. Um, <laughs> One thing that I really love in music, which I think is probably in almost all the songs I picked, is like a slow build. And uh, this song at the end when he, I don't know if, you know, you almost feel like you get it. The song's over and then he does the the chorus one more time, but he like kind of shouts it and it's just so amazing. Um, So yeah, uh, I love it. I think that's all I got on, on, I've got a little bit on Nick's choice, but we can do that when we're voting. Well, I guess that'd be now. Yeah, <laughs> I would say I've got some on yours too. So okay, so Nick, I I love you. Um, I, but, <laughs> but but I did I did not like this song um, that much. The the opposite of one of my things that I love in music is when stuff gets repeated over and over. It's just a oh, yeah. personal taste that I just. Nine times out of ten, I can't stand. Uh, for reference, my all-time number one least favorite song is The Police Message in a Bottle. He's sent, sending out an SOS about 4,000 times. I just want to slit my throat. <laughs> uh, and this song had that. He, he sings, uh, I Only Want You. I think I counted 24 times, um, which is just, like I said, it's a personal too much for me i i get why i did like like his voice and the rock like the you know the guitar and everything but well, not I, only that but they make you think they've ended the song twice and yeah. then they kick right back into i only want you it's kind of interesting us um against each other on this one nick because i feel like our tastes are total opposite because i'm all about the lyrics and uh there were <laughs> there were none <coughs> That song is, um, yeah. So, so I'm definitely I admit, voting. This song is not art. It is yeah. not. <laughs> I disagree. 
<laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, I disagree because I don't think that, and I know what you mean, Nick, but I'm just saying art can be anything that moves you, and this song fucking rules. Now, well, go ahead, Josh. I'll, or, I'm I'll done. get to my vote. Okay. So, Nick, you're yes. voting for yours, I guess. Well, here's the thing. So, yes, yes, I am voting for mine, but only because this matchup made that easy for me. So, everything you said about this Sturgill Simpson song, I agree with. Um, and I'm sitting here, like, what I've been doing since I haven't, I, uh, just so everybody knows, beforehand, I listened all the way through to the playlist and maybe got, like, a quarter of the way through for a second listen, just because even though we're in quarantine world, when you've got two really little kids, and James can probably vouch for this too, um, it's it, and plus a wife who's still working full time because she's a teacher. Um, I don't have a ton of time to listen to music. Amen. <laughs> um, like I listen to it when I'm in the shower, so I take a fucking long shower, um, just mm. to like listen Love to music. It. And Love but it. I don't get to see the videos. So what I did here is that while we've every matchup we've played, I have started playing this the song and watching the video while the presenter is talking. Like I've got an earbud in and it's it's kind of like really quiet background, but I'm able to see the video and it kind of adds to the presentation for me because I I'm a sucker for a good video. And what Josh had said about Sturgill Simpson, about it being a slow build, the video is that way too. It starts out, you can't really even see him because it's so dark and it does yeah. that, like, that broken, like, scratchy movie reel effect where it's got stuff going across the screen and everything. And it just, it brightens up and adds and adds and adds. And you when he gets to the almost screaming part, which again, I'm a sucker <clears throat> There's blood or red ink or something running down the screen. It's just, it's it's a killer song. Like, I also am a big fan of, well, shouldn't say big fan. I'm a fan of older country music. Anything from my generation on, I hate. Oh my gosh, I would rather slit my wrist than listen to Garth Brooks or, or anything beyond, <laughs> like, newer than him. <laughs> so this is I just like the moan of pain. Take in the background. that, <laughs> take Sorry. that, Nashville. Exactly. But yes, so this was if if it wasn't honestly, if it was any other song on my uh, that I selected, I probably would have voted for Sturgill Simpson. I would have voted against myself. Um, but it happened to be just the one song that was my top of the list out of all six. So I am going with mine. <clears throat> all right. I'll jump in here real quick. Cause I don't want to go on forever and ever. I, Nick, I really loved your song. It was one of the songs that I picked off your list to like, just like the lyrics of it. I just thought it was freaking fun. I liked listening to it. I thought it was great. Like it was this, this, that weird, line of like okay how how what percentage of this band slash song right now is serious and how much of this is like them just goofing off and like oh We're yeah just make a fun rock song um i gotta go to i gotta go with sturgill on this one this song comes in second to the song that i've listened to this song probably 
more than any other song off the playlist because I love it so much. Like I, <clears throat> it's it's seriously one of those things where, okay, so like the music video is great. Like the color builds with the actual song. And then when I was starting to look at the lyrics, I'm like, I love this even more because the whole thing of like, I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to think of the right words to say. Um, it's just this whole thing of just like apologizing for trying to do the best he can. And he's trying to do the best he can, but he's messing it up or he feels like he's messing it up. And I'm like, man, that that song right now fits with a lot of moods that I have occasionally of just like, I feel like I'm just trying the best I can and I'm still messing it up somehow. Mm-hmm. And his voice, I, I just love it. So I got to go yeah. Sturgill on this one. I, and and I, that's why I was really pissed at this matchup because I'm like, dang it, I really liked both of these songs, but yep, yeah, I got to go with him. Oh, I'm the same. And I didn't mention, <clears throat> I, am, I love a good cover song. And this is a oh, cover yeah. song done well. Like you, you can still hear the original in there, but there's extra layers added to it. Yeah, I almost picked yeah. all covers. Nice. Yeah. So the original version of the song uh, was by a band called When in Rome. Came out in 1989 and was the 83rd biggest song of 1989. So wow. very small feather in the camp of When in Rome. <laughs> um, it's been covered by Newfound Glory, Amber Berlin, uh, Holly Miranda, the Eyeliners. Um, all those versions are pretty good. This version I liked too. Um, only funny thing, Josh, um, you said that you like songs with really good lyrics, and I've been familiar with this song since I think around the mid 90s. My sister used to see a cover band that would do this song. And so she went and went out and bought the Win in Rome CD. So I've known the original since before uh, Napoleon Dynamite, which is when I think it kind of reintroduced <laughs> itself it. to prominence. Yeah. Right. Yep. But um, I've never, ever understood the line. If I had to walk the world, I'd make you fall for me. I just can't connect those two things in a way that makes sense. <laughs> But that being said, I like the song a lot. I like this version. It was super unique. It was very moving. But that being said, Nick, your song was really fun, and I'm voting for Nick. <laughs> good, good. So who wins? What was that? Or, we got to get Joe's not... vote here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe's the tiebreaker. So I, I'll say this. I texted – well, okay, let me back up. The first time I heard this song by Sturgill – because uh, like James said, the first time I heard it was on Napoleon Dynamite. And it's hard to separate those two things. Like, I've seen Napoleon Dynamite a million times. We saw it probably five times in the theater. And so it's kind of weird being moved by a song from Napoleon Dynamite because that's such a silly movie. I totally forgot that it was on there. <laughs> I think it's like in the prom, right? Or dance or whatever. But no, it's it's the end. Oh, sorry. The it was a really cool, fun experience. Josh and myself and my father-in-law, shout out Joseph Reckenwald, went to Milwaukee to see an NBA game. And we got in this kick where we were picking songs much like this. And I was picking a song, and then it was my father-in-law's turn. He would pick a song, and it was Josh's. And meanwhile, Josh and I are texting back and forth essentially being competitive, like, who's going to win? And Josh played this song. It was the first time I ever heard it. And I was like, well, I almost said JC. JFC, this is the (laughs) greatest song I've ever heard. Like, it was so 
to me, if you look up the word chills in the dictionary, this song is in there. And yeah. this from the person who loves the story, it's almost probably, well, I don't know. But it's and just you weren't a Sturgill fan, right? Oh, yeah, I should have said that. Like, I actually kind of dis- disliked him. Um, so I was like, oh, here we go, a cover, let's, whatever. It's just so good. And Nick, like you said, the video is so good. Like, it's very subtle. It's just him talking at the camera. But it was like, if I was a movie director that had money, I would hire him to be in a movie because he was, he was like acting in it. It was so good. And, <laughs> a music <I'm> video? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I love Queens of the Stone Age. Love rocking out for, for no real reason. But I got to go with The Promise. So that's my, that's my choice. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> Promise moves on. And Josh, I want to add on, this is maybe, if I had to pick what I would think your favorite video would be, this would be up there. Because watching this, I'm like, man, this is so Josh. Everything about this is Josh. You know, you know what's funny? Um, I've never seen the music video. <laughs> uh, we should watch it. I, I was going to say earlier when we were talking about music videos, I do love music videos. Like I love like the Weezer ones and just different um, classic videos and stuff. But generally, uh, because as Nick has pointed out, like the artsiness in me or whatever, like I purposely try to avoid them when I'm first listening to a song because I feel like that's not the artist intent. <laughs> the artist intent is that you hear it first. And so that's usually what I do. Um, and so st- for all of these, I listened first on, um, I, I had YouTube, but I just wasn't watching. And then a few of them, I got around to watching the video, uh, like that that weird-ass one that Hillbilly was. <laughs> Get over it. But anyway, so yeah, all right. Matchup number, where are we at here? We're, we're trucking right number along five. here. Number five. Nick, is Aaron awake? Do you want to grab her? Uh, nah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, so we got making pot. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go I for can it, comment on hers, though. I, I'm familiar with her love for both songs. Okay. So Ben, is it Salee? Is that how you ben say Ben Salee. Um, prettiest tree on the mountain. Mm-hmm. I thought it just might be you. Judging from the color of its breast and the sound of its song. But I'm just thinking of you. Cause you're the sunny California, the fertile land, John Steinbeck Road. Uh, versus myself again, uh, Patty Griffin. Close my pies. eyes, make the pies all day. Plastic cap on my hair, I used to mind, now I don't care. I used to mind. I don't care because I'm great. Here to show you this picture of my Yeah, so Ben Solee. I had never heard of the dude um, until Aaron and I started dating. Um, turns out he is a local Kentucky boy. Um, in fact, the his touring drummer I went to high school with. Um, so, it, and... That's not a, oh, it's a brag. No, it's, you know, whatever. Aaron had, I guess, discovered him, I want to say, when she was in college. Um, She has referenced before being in Albuquerque, Mexico, um, and 
seeing him in concert there. Um, yeah, but he, he's just very a very unique singer, a very unique musician. He he plays the the fiddle, the the upright bass, um, specifically the upright bass. He he. We've seen him in concert several times. He also plays an electrified uh, bass and fiddle, which is just really weird. It's really weird, but it sounds good. So this this song specifically, though, kind of harkens back to, you know, almost bluegrassy kind of soulful singing. It's It, it makes you envision the mountains of kentucky and i i'm a sucker for mountains i i love john muir um it's i mean this this song just kind of takes you into the woods and it uh, yeah i mean she could go on about like the beauty of it and the musicality of it and just what it means to her historically but this this musician and this song specifically is it speaks to my relationship with my wife. This is one of the earliest interests that I was aware of of hers, and I actually like dug it. I I was in and yeah, that is this song. So so mine, uh, Patty Griffin, is kind of similar in the fact that I I've loved her for as long as I can remember, and uh, my wife did too. And so when we met um, or when we started dating, we just listen to Patty Griffin all the time. Um, this album especially. And I know <laughs> Nick said on text, like uh, I, I only like art that makes you want to jump off a bridge. Um, <laughs> I, I said that to Jess and she thought it was hilarious. Um, I will say that I think the flip side of that is that I love like any, um, like there's the Roger Ebert quote about, movies being an empathy machine so like just see making people see things um from people's point of view that's outside of their own um i really just fall for and so like she has a lot of songs like this where it's about um just you know people that aren't talked about all the time and songs and this is you know a, a song about like a lonely older widow who's you know just distracting herself from from like the pain in her past and everything and she's just trying to be positive and look at her job as you know i'm making pies and you know serving other people and i just love the sound of it any kind of like folksy sound like that and she's got Sergio's voice is amazing but i think patty's probably got my favorite voice of all time so yeah that's i love this song so i will vote for it and then right, since Nick, we're going right for... into the vote, yeah, I will say that I I will vote for Ben Lee on this one, even though it's it's not my pick, it, and it's not just because it's Aaron's pick. Um, I genuinely do enjoy the music. Um, Patty Griffin, I you know she's got a good voice, but it, for whatever reason, this song just never grabbed me. I'm I'm actually even listening to it right now, and the the. The thing that is completely taking it out, taking me out of the song now, is the accordion that the guy is playing. Oh, that's the best. 
No. This song so much. <laughs> yeah. I am not a fan of an accordion unless it's a weird Al Yankovic song. Don't oh, put God. an accordion in there. Uh. Come on. So Ben Soli for me. <clears throat> All right. So I'm a little concerned about the idea of a song from Kentucky taking me into the woods, Nick. I have to oh. say that as an Ohioan. Oh. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm voting for that. I'm voting for Ben on this one. Um, making pies like, and and again, I, I'm owning up to like me just being a jerk sometimes. Like just seeing the title of the song, I was like, holy shit, what is this going to be about? <laughs> like making pies. Give me a break. Like, there was actually so, American Pie. So, so I wasn't, I wasn't like really prepped to, to like receive this song, and maybe I can give it another listen. But I you just should. didn't like it. Yeah, I should. You're, you're I, right. Yeah. I should. I told, just... I told Jess what I thought was funny is I picked like the lesser of the two depressing songs that I wanted to pick from her. So I saved you from from even more depressing. <laughs> What was the other one? What what was the other one? Making Cobbler? (laughs) It's called Nobody's Crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like it. As Uh, soon as I heard this song, I was like, yeah, this is a Josh song because this is sad bastard music. (laughs) Just making his pies. (laughs) What's wrong, Dad? I'm just making pies. So So I'll I'll say that that Ben's, I never heard of him before, Ben Sully. That song is the perfect song for me to poop on. (laughs) 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 And for that reason, I vote for Patty Griffin. (laughs) That's amazing. All right. So, Nick, I loved what you said about why you like this song so much and just you talking about your life and that was really really sweet it was so sweet that it almost made me turn around and like a song that i otherwise really didn't like at all making pies so james did you actually like the song or did you just i did just so, like yeah, the other like, one so more? right away when i saw patty griffin i I had never heard of Patty Griffith's song, but I was familiar with her in the sense that, again, since I've already been busted back in the 90s, right? Like, the alternative <laughs> station I really liked. Like, Sorry, was, James, you're right. A, <laughs> she was adjacent to that. You know, I think they had players sometimes, like, between White Zombie and the Cranberries, you know, because it was the best station ever. And, um, yeah, I just, I liked it. It was cool. So, yeah, I dug Big Pies. And I loved the accordion. I specifically wrote, I love the accordion in this song. So. Wow. Yeah, right. I love the accordion. Old jars, Did- right, James? <laughs> right. Nick, I think this number five matchup was like you and me finding our north-south. Like, we overlap a lot, but this is sort of like, this is the stuff I like, and this is the oh, stuff yeah. I hate. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, we've mentioned the uh, your love of '80s new wave and obviously '90s alternative. If you had to pick the next category that I feel is James Prophet music, it's either super fun ska music or a good female vocalist. Yeah, I thought the female vocalist might win you over James. Yes, 
Okay. For sure. Love him. Matchup number right. six. Um, Saul Williams with Black Stacy. Uh, that is me, Josh. I used to use bleach and cream No Madam CJ Walker walked into my dream I dreamt of being white and complimented by you But the only shiny black thing that you liked was Versus my shoe. my brother Not to be confusing Josh Ritter Curling a war man, I wonder what it is we've done Paul said to Petey You gotta rock yourself a little confusing i i love josh ritter so much he's up there uh that's one of my favorite uh songwriters and and this song is amazing but um my song that i picked was saul saul williams black stacy um i gotta give a shout out to matt low um i i love i know that how how white this sounds but i i love hip-hop <laughs> or rap as the kids call it and i listen to it a lot i love like wu-tang and uh whatever like all, all sorts of stuff but you know most of our, our friends <laughs> don't um and so i don't hear like people don't show me it all that often um but one day i was driving with matt uh low a few years ago probably like five years ago and he just put this on i was like whoa what the hell matt like I just assumed you like, you know, just completely different music than this, and I just love this song so much. Uh, talk about empathy again. It's all about, you know, um, you know, usually a, a song like this that would be talking about how much money they have or how much you know, they're going to kill somebody or whatever, and this song is just talking about his vulnerability and um, just that kind of stuff, and I love the the flip of that as, as opposed to what you normally hear, so um so that is black stacy uh joe um so i, I know I, I feel like i keep gushing about songs so i'm gonna try to tone it down but both of these this was probably the most difficult first round for me and it was really really surprising because so josh and matt liked the song and they've played it a couple times either in the car or whatever on our nerd days and every single time i'm like god the song is annoying like it's just so obnoxious and, and <clears throat> say i'm a huge hip-hop fan too so it's not like i don't like hip-hop but i was just like it's repetitive it's dumb whatever and girl in the war the josh Ritter song is literally my favorite song that's ever been written um so i was like okay this will be easy and it still was you can't really be your favorite song but I fell in love with the song watching the YouTube video. Um, I think it was two reasons. One, the video is cool, and he's like similar to the Sturgill. He's looking right at you, telling his story. Um, the other thing is I actually listen to the lyrics instead of just the kind of 
obnoxious chorus, which still can get on my nerves. Um, but it's it's just like Josh said, talking about how you don't have to be um, like macho all the time, be vulnerable, and if you, if we were all vulnerable and ourselves and honest, it would be a much better world. Like, and also just giving the perspective of what it's like to be black he had to worry that when he was a kid like he was too black and he never fit in because the white kids obviously didn't like him because he was black and the black kids thought he was too black and just so much um, (coughs) stuff that we don't even uh, with white privilege have to think about so it just for a lot of reasons I really love this song um but I have to (laughs) have to go with the Josh Ritter song I won't go into why I love it because we're short on time, but it's it's just the best to me. There's nothing better. So for for what it's worth, I'm also voting for Josh Ritter. <laughs> I'm oh. voting against my my own song. But whoa, yeah, wow, first first vote against. That's good. Yeah, but to be fair, it wasn't really as intended, right? We were supposed to give each other new songs to enjoy, and Josh already knew this song, so that's true. It's not like it won yeah. him over. Um, but yeah, it was a sucker punch. What about you yeah. guys? <laughs> All right, so here, uh, here's my story with the. Uh, so I'm going for "Girl in the War." I just thought, I, I, I liked it reading the lyrics. I thought it was great. I mean, there were some parts in there that I, I loved. Like oh, I have it right here. Like the, the line about the rules of the game and the rules just are the first to go. Like. I love that and pretend that the dove above is a dragon. Your feet are on fire. I don't necessarily know what that means, but <laughs> I I love it. I think it's great. My the Black Stacy song it kind of threw me off in a big way because I was listening to the sound, listening to the the playlist when I was down in the basement. I was working on some stuff, and you know my I had it hooked up to my stereo, which is across the room. I was at my work table working on something. And the first, the song before that is the Bright Eyes. Let's not shit ourselves. And that was my first time listening to that song. And I, you know, I, I'll jump ahead a little bit. And like, I just stopped what I was working on, and I was just listening to this song. And I was like, man, that was so good. And then Black Stacy comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and my initial thought was like, what the hell is this? And I thought, and I thought it was, I thought it was a YouTube ad that started playing and I was like oh this is one of the songs and I was like okay cool so that was my that was my initial reaction like, playing on my radio yeah exactly I'm like I'm Bigger coming bill. through like this I'm having this like no I'm like in the middle of this like spiritual experience listening to this bright eye song like holy crap this song just like embodies a lot of what I'm feeling and I'm like processing and then it just like comes out of nowhere like a freaking freight train i'm like what the hell is going on (laughs) um i thought it was cool i mean i like i said i'm going i'm going for a girl in the war just because i liked it better i mean but i i definitely do appreciate like hearing a song that i never would have heard otherwise and hearing a perspective of like of somebody else's life growing up and what it was like for them you know, so I thought that was cool about that song. Right. All right. James, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go just because I want to kind of piggyback on the lines Bill was talking about, right? Go for so it. So 
I really did like a lot of lines in The Girl in the War. I got introduced to Josh Schroeder by Josh uh, several years ago. And I've never really done a deep dive into him, but I liked what I was exposed to back then. This song has, it was written in 2006, you know, when the war in Iraq was still going on. I really like the line, the first casualty of the war is truth. It's kind of an expression that's really good. I like talking to God as Laurel, begging Hardy for a gun. I thought that was really cool. Um, Paul said to Peter, you got to rock yourself a little harder. Peter being the rock of the church. I thought that was some pretty fun <laughs> wordplay. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and like Bill, you know, with Black Stacy being right after this song on the playlist, right? I think it kind of ruined Black Stacy for me. It was like a hard record scratch. Yeah, like, just yeah, out of it was freaking like, nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> sharp right turn. And so that's about it. I think Black Stacy was a good song, but it was sort of like listening to it. I was telling myself, I can tell this is a good song. I can tell it is, but I'm not enjoying listening to it. And I think it was just like the it was such a dramatic left turn from what I had just heard. So, I, again, my vote so far, we got a clean sweep. I'm girl in the war. Poor Matt. Well, we that would be the one dissenting vote. Yeah, Nick. So here's my reasoning. I have already said that lyrics just by themselves don't really do it for me. I it's I don't I I kind of feel bad about it, and I, it, it kind of makes me feel like dumber. Um, but it's the music has to grab me. It's I I. I grew up listening to gangster rap and just like the misogyny and the like everything in gangster rap never bothered me in high school because I wasn't listening to the words. I was listening <coughs> to the music and the beat. And so I, I, I loved Lump Biscuit for a little while. I loved Corn for a little while. It's just all of it. Like even for one stupid week, loved Kid Rock. And I hate oh. that. Yes. <laughs> that was last week, right? Shut up. Um, so, and what a week sense. it was. <laughs> the, the lyrics. He still has Josh, his shirt off. <laughs> the lyrics for the Josh Ritter song are wonderful. They, I mean, I I listened through to the song again while Josh was talking about it, or sorry, while Joe was talking about it, and I mean, it's it's the lyrics are great. But if you separate out the lyrics and you just play the music, yeah, the music is fine. It's good to listen to, but there's nothing in there that just grabs you musically. The words are good. The words are great. The music is good-ish. So <coughs> Black Stacy, it just sounded so different and vibrant, and that the like it coming right after a Bright Eyes song did not affect me at all. It's just it, it grabbed me, and so because of the music, I heard the words. Whereas with Josh Ritter, I didn't really hear the words because of the music. So it is kind of a like opposite of what everybody else is saying. I was able to hear what this guy was saying in Black Stacy about his experience, and even just it's not your typical rap song. It's there's it's about like being. Like looked down upon by people of your own community because you're too dark, and just you, you don't really hear about that that much. And again, white privilege. I don't know 
I can't relate to this. I the well, I was about to make a like a really crappy joke about being like a way too white Irish guy, but it's it's not the same thing. It's really not the same thing. And this song just kind of speaks to you on that. So the music led me to the words, and that's why I'm voting for Black Sea. Mm. Way to go, I'm Nick. glad it got a vote. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. All right, next up we have um, Of Monsters and Men, or I'm sorry, Of Monsters, is it Of Monsters of Men? or Of Monsters know. and Men. And and some, men. some dumb shit like that. Um, Dirty Falls, which is Joseph's dick. which is Bill, right? Yep. I'll be brief. I just, um, I actually was telling Ashley that when I when I was watching the video for this, I was like, this this actually makes no sense whatsoever. And it was funny because it's been one of my favorite songs since I was in the mailroom. So it would have been like nine years ago. Um, and I love the the sound. I do love the lyrics, but I always kind of thought like they told a story. If I looked up the lyrics <clears throat> one day, that they, I would get it, and I finally did it nine years later, and it makes no freaking sense. So, um, <laughs> don't know why I love it oh, so I'm much. I'm gonna talk Just, to you about that. Okay, somebody explain it to me. Um, uh, do you want to finish up? Yeah. So, so, so basically, I have no idea why I love it as much as I do, um, but it's always just kind of, yeah, been one that. I can't stop listening to so I will say about Gunship <coughs> love the the vocals in that song um, the horns were a little jarring to me it seemed a little out of place but I <coughs> love the the vocals in that song all right uh, Bill yeah so I I love this song and I probably listen to it way more than I should um, every week weekly like it's just great so like the in the music video itself makes it even better um but I, I won't get too much into that so i so the the whole song is like referencing the lost boys movie and just you know that they're getting into that whole like the the story of the of the vampires and the lost boys which is a great movie and what oh, makes yeah. it even better is that the horns in it, if you've if you've seen the Lost Boys movie, uh, the the scene at the beach where they're having the rock concert and there's the like super muscly dude wearing a chain necklace playing a saxophone. And it's really, really like 
everyone jokes about the volleyball scene from Top Gun. This scene blows it out of the water for like maybe sparking emotions of people during the 80s when they're watching this movie. Like it's amazing. But he's the guy who plays the sax in that song, which makes it even better. And um, yeah, I just I, I just love it for for everything that I've said before of my love of like cheesy ass monster stuff. It's piled into this song. And then the music video, it's great because it fits into it's this animated video where it fits in basically every 80s, 90s reference you could possibly imagine, like in a vampire themed way. So it's like they fit in Blade and they fit in the Predator and they fit in the Lost Boys and they fit in like Terminator and all that. And then that one part where it says, uh, let's fly. Then it cuts from the animated to the live action people, and they're just rocking out the end of the music video while it's just raining blood on top of everybody, and it's amazing. So it's, it, so for this for me, like some songs, like this song is like a musical version of like going through a haunted house or like a fun house for me. It's just freaking fun, and I love it. So, Bill, do you listen to other gunship songs or just happen to this one? No, I. I so Tommy, Tommy was the one who, I can't remember which was the first Gunship song that he shared with me, uh, but I've ever since then I've listened to other songs of his and I I love them. Do they like all he, have horns? No, they don't. No, no, no it's it, it's specifically this one because it's about the Lost Boys and they brought in freaking Tim Capello, the guy who, like that's one of the most memorable scenes of the whole movie when they're at, uh, you know. The, the, the beach carnival and the like having this awesome 80s rock concert with like this super sexy dude with a saxophone just grinding those hips in front of all those teenagers and they're losing it you know like <laughs> it's amazing yeah he so he does like a lot of really cool songs like there's one that I love about him is like it's called video game champion and it's it, it's if I said like this one is a musical version of like going through like a, a goofy haunted house like if you were to take all of the '80s era arcades and like boil them down into a song, this is what that song is. Yeah, and he and he does one about Cthulhu, yeah, well which is amazing. It's it's incredible. So I really like him. I might have to check him out because, like I said, I really did like him. I just I, I wish I could listen to that song with the horns cut out. That's how uh, <laughs> was it? Was it because the horns made you feel too sexy and you just oh, yeah. couldn't handle it? I, I have a priapism since I heard it. so this is josh so that's funny because um jess and i are both kind of the same way that her especially hates any sort of saxophone in in songs and uh for this one i love um like synth like synth pop and so when it started i was like hell yeah um and then when the horns came in i was like ah i don't know but but um, I I really do not like <laughs> Dirty Paul's. It sounds like an Apple commercial to me. So I just was not a fan. It just sounded way too radio. And because I love the the majority of the other song, um, I'm gonna vote for Gunship. Woo! Actually, let's make sure we cover. Uh, Joe, are you voting for Dirty Paul's here? I am. Yeah. All right. And Bill, you're doing Dark All Day by Gunship, right? Oh, heck yeah, man. Excellent. All right. 
I'll go next just because it's kind of split the vote now. I I loved Dark All Day, right? Um, I see. I loved the horns, and you hear us talk about this. I don't know if we've come out and said this. The horns are like '80s R&B style horns in the song, and that's mixed with like a goth influence. There's this horror movie vibe riding over the whole thing, and there's some metal influence in there too. The chorus is really catchy. The "I will see you on the other side." Oh, that was super cool. The song is super interesting, and. This first round match is the one that I hate the most because I would have been happy with both of these songs going to the finals. I like them both a lot. Uh, Dirty Paws, okay, so I also was intrigued by the lyrics. I looked them up. I read some interpretations. Mm -hmm. So the most popular one is that it's about World War II. Okay, Mm. so this is how it breaks down. Germany are the bees. France and Britain are the birds. America is the dirty paws animal. Russia, they're the creatures of snow. The forest, quote-unquote, is Europe. The holes are trenches. The killing machines are the new artillery and technology. Um, The four dirty paws are the wars that were popularly fought. Revolutionary, civil, World War I, World War II. And the dragonfly are the men returning home from war, kind of telling the stories of what they saw and what happened. Okay. Wow. So that Can you send that to me? <laughs> it's on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. It is on oh Wikipedia. man, if only I had done some research. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I will say, Dirty Paws, I like a catchy chorus, which is one of the things I loved about both these songs. Uh, Dark All Day... Just to kind of help myself in case something like this happened, I gave a numeric ranking out of 10, right, to each song. Dark All Day, I had it like an 8.5 just because I freaking loved it. And that was just off, you know, like the three or four listens <clears throat> that I did. And Dirty Paws, I had at a 9. Oof. So, yeah, I love both these. Slight edge for me for Dirty Paws, very slight. But, man, Joe, I thought this was a great song. So I'll vote yeah. for that. Oh, you guys are killing me. So I thought that I had my pick like right when we started. And then I went the other way. And then I went back. And it, so I will say, first off, that we kind of joked around earlier um, about uh, not knowing the definition of a deep, deep cut. This was the song that I was referencing. Um, <laughs> Because I know for a fact that I heard this song multiple times on uh, the project in Cincinnati. Now, that being said, I love Of Monsters and Men. Love this band. They they kind of came around in that like post-Mumford and Sons um, era of it wasn't really... It wasn't Mumford and Sons, but it was like the next... Like step beyond like that, Lumineers. Yes, yes. Which I've also seen in concert, and seeing them in concert actually make me like the Lumineers, which I didn't really like them before. So anyway, that's a sidetrack. But yeah, this song made no sense to me, and that's okay because again, not a lyrics guy. It's the sound of the song that I was just very attached to. I just, it, I loved it. Now going to. To, to Bill's song, To Dark All Day, it was the saxophone. When I heard that, and not being able to see a music video, I was like, what the... F-? 
is this song from the eighties? Like it, it, I, <laughs> like I'm watching. Yes. Like I, I literally I was envisioning Beverly Hills cop the entire time that I was watching or <laughs> listening to this song. Like I, I know is the lost boys is what it's supposed to be about. And unfortunately, and Bill, I know you're going to hate me for this. I've never seen the lost boys. Yeah, I know. Sorry. So, sorry. I feel yeah. that God's grace Corey's covers all everybody. Over the world are weak. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> someday. But uh, but yeah, is as soon as I heard the saxophone and just everything about this song just oozed eighties music. Just yes. oozed like the gritty, like horror like you said, horror movie or like cop drama. Just, uh, Miami Vice, that I mean, all of that. It, it made it feel so- like you had a little sand in your swimsuit. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I really went back and forth on that song because unlike other people that have said like a saxophone when I was younger and I am a kid of the eighties was an awesome thing. Like when I was in band in high school, middle school and high school, I chose to play this, the saxophone because that was the cool instrument at the time. It, it, at least to me, it was. Um, it, it was in rock music. It was in the movie. And I mean, you heard the saxophone, everything else. Yeah, you didn't hear trumpet that much. I mean, drums obviously everywhere, but you, yeah, you just didn't hear anything else, but the saxophone just stood out. Even though Kenny G tried to ruin it for everybody, the saxophone was awesome. Granted, I don't necessarily feel that way today. So that kind of puts me in a weird predicament because I love both songs i i didn't know gunship before i did know of monsters and men before so i kind of was leaning towards of monsters and men and then when you gave that description of gunship and just just hearing it and i i want to see the video now i i'm probably going to look it up after we're done here um or didn't you send it to us i thought i saw a text come through I, I sent you the the gunship song about Cthulhu, oh, which okay. is awesome. Gotcha. Okay, and then so then I was I kind of went to gunship, and then to hear James's description of um, of monsters and men of what that supposedly means, like the the whole I, I'm I'm not as much of a history buff as some people, but I do <coughs> love me some like war history. Some Civil War, some World War Two, like those kind of documentaries on Netflix are just ah, could, I can eat them up. So, Nick, think yes. about the raw sexual energy of one instrument that captures a decade. <laughs> Nick, Nick, you know, Nick. you know why, you know why the saxophone was cool back in the day because you knew people were going to be doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, just pick whatever. Let's let's get on with it. <laughs> okay so in that case then i'm literally making my decision right now i am going to go with dirty paws sorry bill oh that hurts guys that hurts bill i will let you know if joe i am denying all of you my raw sexual energy of the saxophone (laughs) denied (laughs) If James had not read that interpretation, I would have gone with gunship instead. Yeah. Well, good thing you have your dirty paws for your sexual energy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a dirty pillows reference? 
<laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Um, number <laughs> number eight. We're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, the Deer Hunter, uh, Red Hand, which is a Nick song, right? Correct. Be so much better. They're all much better. Take off your sweater, your shoes, and your shirt, and get to work. with useless stuff which is of course James What do you got? Okay. So, the Deer Hunter. I came across them several years ago thanks to my brother, Adam. Shout out to Adam. Hunter is Manchester Orchestra. Yeah. So, it, they're a very kind of... Uh, arti- and it, you just kind of well, cut out for I, a minute there. Oh, shoot. Okay, where did I cut out at? The part where just, you forgot to vote for gunship. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when you were talking about where you got introduced to Deer Hunter. Okay, so introduced to Deer Hunter by my brother Adam, the same time that I uh, was introduced to Manchester Orchestra, which is one of my top five favorite bands. The Deer Hunter is kind of Manchester Orchestra adjacent to me. I'm sure Josh would disagree with this description, but I, I kind of describe the deer hunter as an artistic um in fact their the themes of their albums are very much i mean it's even in the the title of their records are act one act two act three so this song it's just it's very emotional it's very there's even a line in it that says take my heart out to wear it on my sleeve that kind of thing so it's it's also kind of emo adjacent i guess in lyrically but it just kind of tells the story of this guy that's just kind of like he's he's being ripped apart. Not I mean, granted, I'm sure reading the the lyrics a bit more, I would know more about what it's actually about. So apologies that I I don't. But just the the sound of it and the wordplay in it towards the end, like where he screams, "Oh my God, what have I done?" And then the the line, that's great, that, by the way. yeah, yeah. That says that um, if you're if you're not red-handed, you can't get caught red-handed. I mean, I, when I first heard that, I was like, "Wait, what does he mean by that?" And I actually just kind of thought about it because, again, I don't I don't really listen to the lyrics. I just like the sound, but the way it just kind of built and built and built and got to that point there at the end, you couldn't help but listen to the words. Because I mean, you've got someone screaming, "Oh my God!" What have I done? <clears throat> And interspersed with like the just the the line about can't get caught red-handed, 
if you're not red-handed. So basically, you can't get caught if you're not guilty. So if you haven't done the deed, if you haven't done something wrong, you can't get caught. So he he knows he's screwed up. He's he's just he's wrecked about it. And I don't know. It's just I I love this song. I love this band. It, it's kind of weird to me that I don't because I'm I'm the kind of person that still buys CDs because I'm an old man. It's kind of weird to me that I don't own any of their CDs. But the intent is there to like I want to support this band. Um, it's ah, gosh, it's it, it it can it can really put me in an emotional place too listening to this song. Like if I'm having like a bad day, if I'm if I'm down, if I'm depressed, and listen to this song, which is not a good idea because then it can kind of wreck me. It kind of pulls me out of it. It's like okay, now I'm bawling. Let's move on. Let's, you know, get the emotions out. Let's, you know, and that's kind of what he's saying. Let's just get the emotions out and, you know, deal with it and move on. So, yeah, I love this song. All right. James? So this is going to be the opposite of the very emotional reaction that Nick has to Red Hands. So, um, you know those Facebook statuses that people put up sometimes? Like, if you could pick one song that describes you, what would it be? And people will pick, like, Wind Beneath My Wings or The Rose by Bette Midler or, like, something hey. from him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know you do it, though. Uh, yeah. You know you pick The Rose by Bette Midler. <laughs> I always, whenever I see one of those, this is the song I always think of. And I never post it because I don't know if somebody would randomly get offended by the first line of the song which is I'm so effing sick I'm the king of the world <clears throat> useless stuff would describe me in the sense that it's really just about kind of being into dumb stupid crap and realizing that you really don't have a lot to complain about sometimes so i really love the line if i call you from time to time and say my life is such a drag and i feel like a hag please kick my ass um great stuff cracker itself i like cracker the band they're this really interesting band to me in that they're like 50 percent bluegrass and 50 percent alt rock um and their their albums are that's a very very, good description yeah right yeah and their albums don't really like try to flow even really there's like here's 12 songs and (laughs) there was an order this is it i really don't have much more to say except for this song reminds me of a lot of the more fun and like i don't know we've all let me start this over we've all been friends for about 20 years now right right so we have very deep friendships we can share stuff on a personal level and we do a lot um there's also that side of us where we can talk about star wars or lord of the rings for three hours and so this song to me really speaks to that side of our friendship just like yeah let's just kind of go over the useless stuff that we're into for a bit and just enjoy uh, that it's here. James, Lord of the Rings is not useless, okay? It's everything. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies, my apologies. But that's all I have to say about that song. Are you Whoop. you voting for it, I guess? I am, yeah. This is one of my probably 2025 favorite songs, so I'm voting for it. Real quick, I want to add on here that... I wasn't super familiar with this song. 
by this band. And this is the original version of this song, correct? That's Jane? correct. Okay. So a little backstory is that I know this song, though, because James and I are both big cover song fans. And at one time, James had shared a cover of this song by Counting Crows. That is the version of this song that I'm aware of. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that version too. And apparently, the only reason they know that is because like they're all friends from wherever, and so County Crows will play Cracker songs sometimes in concerts just because they like them. No, yeah, I'll jump in. So I, I freaking loved the song "Useless, Useless Stuff." Like, so where I was lovingly kind of giving you some shit, James, about like how the the other song was like. Okay, this is James Prophet in a song like useless stuff. I felt the same way. I'm like, this is like talking about deep life stuff that and just kind of like acknowledging like, yeah, sometimes some things are just dumb and useless, whatever, but like still happy about it. And I think that kind of embodies you, James, like you're like you are willing to like talk about deep stuff and acknowledging like, yeah, this sucks, but you're still happy. Like you're just like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? And it's, it's genuine in, in the times when you're not, it, I, I get it. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I just, I just loved useless stuff. I thought it was just a great song. So I'm voting for that one. Awesome. Uh, Joe. So I didn't know either of these. Uh, bands or songs. Deer Hunter was one of the, if I remember, two bands that I was like gonna try to get into after. I mean, not that I wouldn't any of these, but that and Gunship were the two bands. I was like, was it Gunship? Doesn't matter. Anyway, I really liked this song a lot. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the Cracker song, so I'm gonna go with Deer Hunter. But yeah. <laughs> um, well said thank you so, so I get to do a tiebreaker that's fun I haven't got to do one yet there you go alright so so Deer Hunter um, it it reminded me of Taking Back Sunday a little bit um, which I love them and like brand new and that whole vibe of course it leaned a little bit more on the like sexual predator side of those bands and so it kind of some of the lyrics just kind of weirded me out. I don't even remember what they were, but I had that note. Brand new definitely has some songs that are like what? And for Cracker, funny thing, the brand new guy he got me tooed. Oh, did he really? He not did. A, yeah. Not a shocker. But yeah, so Cracker. Um, I don't love some '90s stuff that that James is kind of like known for. Quote. Uh, but some stuff James and I really love together. Uh, shout out to Pearl Jam. And I love this song. So I am voting for Cracker. Useless stuff. Ah! Nice. Oh. All right. So next we have, oh, okay, we have. Got you. Me uh, with Bright Eyes with uh, Let's Not Shit Ourselves. And then in parentheses, To Love and Be Loved. Close parentheses. 
is uh, street street light manifesto. We will fall together. Um, so yeah, and that and that's Nick, right? That yeah, is cool. that's Nick. So yeah, mine, um, let's not shit ourselves. So basically, you know, I was telling Jess, like, oh, I picked, um, I, I was trying to what I picked into different songs, and I was like, well, I picked a Friday song because, she's like, because he had to, and I was like, yeah, because I had to. Uh, <laughs> I, I have two or three favorites of his, um, but this one I felt like was just so, there's so much to it that I kind of wanted to share it more than another one that was just kind of more quiet actually the other one james is the song that i always think of when say like what song embodies you um it's called time forgot who for whoever wants to look it up um but yeah this song is so it is in that wheelhouse of the the wars going on in the early 2000s and it's uh political and everything but it's also just about just life <laughs> and uh I feel like he kind of covers everything um, in this song. It, it's really long. It's it's ten minutes, but in like about a minute and a half of that, it's just like white noise. <laughs> so um, it's a mostly like eight and a half minute song. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I just love this song. Sorry, Nick. This band, I honestly I don't know how I discovered them. It it probably was through Pandora, like, back in the day. Like, I've known of them for a while. Um, used to be in college, was really big into ska music, as most of our friends were in that era. Five Iron Frenzy being, like, the, the main uh, main band that kind of caught our attention. Uh, didn't know these guys back then. Didn't know them at all. Um, ska music now... It, I can listen to it for nostalgic reasons, but if you were to have me listen to an entire album from back then, like, I, I can't listen to an entire Five Iron album now. I just, I mean, unless it's one of their newer things, I just, I listen to a few songs, I'm like, all right, I want to move on to something else. Um, this band, though, is more similar to me, like, oh, I can't think of, well, since we're all, since I'm talking about Five Iron, it's more similar to their newer stuff. It's more kind of ska punk. Ska punk is still good to me. It's still fun. It's musical. It's, you know, it's still got that grit to it. And then the singer of this band, of Streetlight Manifesto, kind of reminds me a bit of, like, Calibretto 13. Uh, oh, which yeah. is another band that I loved back in college. Just that, like, you can't really sing very well, but you're going to scream your lyrics and then make it sound good. That's 
that's what this is. That's what this is. I'd never seen the video before, and the video is just this weird, quirky, like, ghost pirate video, and that adds to it for me, because, as said on previous podcasts, I'm a sucker for a good ghost, like a decaying skeleton corpse ghost, that kind of thing. Love it. Love it. But that's not the song. It just adds to it. The song in and of itself, it's just a fun listen. It's a, like, it it's, gets me amped up and pumped, and it's just... It's a fun song. It's it's not like top of my list of my six submissions, but it's it's one of those that actually years ago thought, you know what? I want to like I want James to hear this band back when we would like talk more about like ska music and stuff, because this was one that was just like, this is something I want to share with James like it or hate it. James needs to hear this band. And now I've accomplished my goal. (laughs) Well done. I remember you actually telling me I would <coughs> like this band when I saw the name pop up. Like, oh, that's that band Nick likes. He's told me about them. Oh, yeah. And the, the musical breakdown toward the end kind of like reminds me of um, Hell by, what was it, Cherry Pop and Daddies? No, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers, yes. yes. Squirrel Nut Zippers. <coughs> Another uh, swing band with sexual overtones title <laughs> of their name. All right. So what, what, what are people voting for? All right, I'll go. I'll I'll make it quick here. So I'm going Bright Eyes. Um, so Bright Eyes was the one song off the playlist that beats Sturgill in terms of like constant repeat. And like Josh, when you were texting me, you're like, "There's something about this song that reminds me about your dad." I'm like, "You better tell me now, because if you tell me while we're doing it, I'm just gonna start freaking crying <laughs> like a baby." Because <laughs> And, and, and you're right, like the, the, the dad at the end of the, the song, that's, that's my dad. Like, that's how he responds to stuff. And like, I don't know, I think, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to get into all of it because it just, you know, would extend this even longer. But I mean, this song, it's so upbeat and so happy sounding, but it's just like this mentally exhausted, like there's so much bullshit. I can't even handle all of it now, but. I mean, and this is just me, but it's just like, I'm going to sound happy, and here's a goddamn song for all you goddamn people, like, here you go, you want it, you got it, like, and and I think in one way or another, we can all share a moment or a chunk of time where you're just like, I'm so effing exhausted mentally right now, but I gotta be happy, happy, joy, joy, and like, let's just keep the train rolling, like, and even though I really freaking don't want to. And that, the line of, oh, shoot, where is it? I mean, what? why wait around if it's just to surrender? Like, oh, my gosh, I freaking love that line. That and I love awesome. this song. So it's Bright Eyes, man, all the way. Right on. Yeah. The lyrics of the Bright Eyes song are really, really, really freaking good. I've got it brought up in front of me right now just because I wanted to give it a look, um, a closer look while we're talking about it. And like all the Bright Eyes I know, there's not any kind of chorus to it. It's mostly just, it's a poem that doesn't rhyme so much. Yeah. Um, Stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. And it's great. It's moving. I am voting for a, the Streetlight Manifesto by just a little. Um, just because I had a lot of fun with that one. Right. But I, 
Bill, everything you just said and Josh, what you were saying, not, you know, I have nothing really critical to say about this song. It was just, <laughs> I, I like, I like choruses and it didn't have a chorus. That's really the only like very shallow <laughs> criticism I can give. I think I like reading the lyrics more than I like listening to the song. I'll say it like that. But yeah, I, I thought this was great. James, you but are a poet. It doesn't get my vote. That makes sense. All right, so we're one and one, Joe. Um, I forget who it was. Somebody said that the help me out here. The song, what's the song called? Not the bright eyes song. We will fall together. Yeah, yeah. So that reminded them of hell. Yes, I, I I kind of agreed with that actually. So for that reason, I'm choosing <laughs> bright eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> well hey if you watched all the way to the end of the video you would have seen he was in hell so hey it makes sense <laughs> alright um, let's see what is next we have Sean Colvin with 84,000 different delusions which is James 84,000 Nathaniel Ratliff, of, I don't, I'm assuming I'm saying that right, uh, Rate with Liff. Ratliff, uh, with Still Trying, which is Bill, right? Yes. I was spitting on myself when I wake up in the morning and I'm going to tell. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know a goddamn thing. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> 84,000 different delusions for me was actually a substitute pick, right? So when we originally kind of proposed, like, oh, let's do, like, kind of deep cuts before we got more specific. I was going to use this Jars of Clay song called Silence, which is this lamentation, kind of crying out to God, questioning, you know, like not feeling it when you're going through something really hard. And it was a song that meant a lot to me going through like all the um, miscarriages that we went through, my wife and I, and how hard that was. I listened to that all the time. But when we got more specific, I like I know Josh and Joe are both familiar with that song, uh, maybe quite familiar. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So I wanted to replace it. But at that point, I already had kind of wanted to have some sort of dirge in there on my, my mind. <clears throat> and so the substitute pick I went with was 84,000 Different Delusions by Sean Colvin, which um, just sort of a song kind of looking at the world around you and being like yep so I'm gonna die I'm gonna have to make peace with that at some point I've always liked the song 
and Joe, I can't remember what song was it was, but it's one we've already talked about. You also had kind of this pick that I thought was a very good dirge, and it almost made me wish I hadn't picked this mm. one just because I thought I think it was a uh, Happy Birthday to Me by Bright Eyes. Oh, so like, gotcha. man, that's great too. Wasn't that and the one so, that lost to Hillbilly? Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, can I read a quote I have that this was, again, this would have worked a little bit better with silence, but just the whole, like, working out death, working out existence, this very existential crisis the song kind of wrestles with here from this book called The Sacredness of Questioning Everything by this dude named David Dark. So here it is. I believe deliverance begins with questions, begins with people who love questions, people who live with questions, and by questions, people who feel a deep joy when good questions are asked. When we meet these people, some living, some through history and art, things begin to change. Something is let loose when we're exposed to the liveliness of holding everything up to the light of good questions, what I call sacred questioning. We discover that redemption is creeping into the way we think, believe and see the world this revaluing of what we've made of our lives a redemption that perhaps begins with the insertion of a question mark besides whatever feels final and absolute and beyond question and this gives our souls a bit of elbow room a space in which to breathe and imagine again as if for the first time so i really love that quote um that book joe since you were mentioning that uh website libby that you Mm -hmm. can get audiobooks on i'm gonna see if i can find it there yeah now that you share that with me so thank you very much but um yeah i like this song a lot but this might be an instance where i don't vote for my own song because i really Ooh. loved still trying <clears throat> but yeah bill what about still trying man all right so this was one that um the nathaniel rateliff and the night sweats they i love them um their one song never get old um Actually, like, I attribute that song to helping me get through writing my paper towards the end of last year when I was writing my thesis paper. I just, I seriously had that song on repeat because it's so upbeat and it was like, it was great. Um, and so listening to some of their tracks, this was one that came up in the randomized like YouTube playlist and I loved it. Like, and this was the song that I sent um, you and Josh when we were like just talking like, through text one time and this song like i there's a frustration i feel that like i don't want to be someone who's turning freaking 40 and have like a midlife crisis because that's just like a freaking stereotype but this song like embodies how i feel like when i feel that shitty feeling of like holy crap i am months away from turning 40 and this feeling of like, I don't know a goddamn thing. And, the, and you know, because you have those moments, you're just like, okay, I'm cool. And then you hit that wall and you're just like, I don't know a damn thing. I really don't. And this song like embodies that feeling and know. it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? So it's not like one of those things I like, oh, I'm just going to listen to this know. and draw my curtains and God feel, you know, bad for myself. But like, it's just. I don't know, comforting in a way, like, it's not just you who's feeling this, like, this is a feeling that people have, it's just like, you know what, I don't know. And that whole line of, like, where he repeats, 
um, let's see, this wound is going to cancel me out. Like, we all yes. have wounds. We all have wounds, and there's that wound that still is really raw after all this time, whatever that is. And there are those moments where I feel like, I feel like this wound is going to cancel me out. I've been fighting with this thing since I was fucking nine years old. You, you know what I mean? And like, it's there. So I don't know. That's, that's me. That's, that's where like, this is the other side of it where I love the gunship with its hot, sexy saxophone. That's making you grind it hard. Like, you know, <laughs> but then there's this other side where it's just like, the, these are the deep feelings right here. So that's, that's mine. But James, on your song, like that, I actually like really liked your song. And I loved that line where it says, uh, go look at a lake, please. Go look at a sky. Go look at a baby. We're all going to die. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good. I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite line, too. <clears throat> so, so I'll jump in. Um, this is Josh. I, I had that same line written down. I love that line um, from the Sean Colvin song. The... Nathaniel Rateliff song reminded me of, there was this quote um, that I ran across. I tried to find it, but I couldn't come across it. But it was uh, from a Damien Rice interview from like 15 years ago where he said the kind of um, artists that he like are people that sound like if they weren't singing, they wouldn't be alive. <laughs> and, uh, I remember I showed that to Jess, and I was like, isn't that awesome? She was like, no, that's freaking weird. And uh, <laughs> But I feel like that describes a lot of the music that I like, and and that's how I felt about this song. Is I felt like he just had to get this all out, or he wasn't going to be able to function. And, yeah. Um, I, love, I love it. So um, my vote is for Nathaniel Rateliff. And Josh, you like the movie Walk the Line back in the day, right? I did, yeah. That's like that part where Johnny Cash is singing um, the gospel song, and the dude who's recording it says, no, I want to hear the song you'd sing if you were going to die in an hour or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You're laying in a ditch. <clears throat> so yeah, anyway, I th that quote you just shared, that was really cool. So anyway, that's three votes for Nathaniel Rateliff there. So he wins. But Nick and Joe, just for the sake of completion, I will do. I'll I'll jump in. I will preface this by saying I have never been a Sean Colvin fan. I'm I'm sorry. I just there. You're I missing. Can't remember out. what was? I know. I know. What was the the song like? her radio single that was out back when we were in high school. Um, All right. So yeah, every artist I like, I will caveat it, their radio songs usually doesn't, don't sound like the rest of their stuff, but yeah, I, I still like it. Sunny came home. Was that, the song yes. Sunny came home. Yeah. So that's where I was going with that. Is that that Lovely was, little song about child abuse and burning down a house. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, my, really my only, I guess, knowledge, of Sean Colvin and it it's a song that was on the radio a lot and it kind of it did take me back to high school and was just like you know what high school sucked I I'm anything you know not a big fan so when I saw this on the list mentally I was just like ah crap but I will say looking actually looking at the lyrics listening to the words that redeemed her a bit for me but it's up against Nathaniel Rateliff 
dude is just a soulful, damaged, hopeful, but yet ripped apart man in his lyrics. And he's so good. Like even the he has a, a radio single that is very familiar. That's if you're not really paying attention to the words is nothing like this song that the son of a bitch song. Yeah. Um, but the, even the first line in that, I pulled it up just to see if there was any correlation between the two. And the first lines in son of a bitch read, I'm going to need someone to help me. I'm going to need somebody's hand. I'm going to need someone to hold me down. I'm going to need someone to care. I'm going to writhe and shake my body. I'm I'll start pulling out my hair. I'm going to cover myself with the ashes of you and nobody's going to give a damn. Dude, yeah, dude is damaged, but yet he he sings about it in such a way that you're like, oh yes, yes, I I know what you're saying, I feel what you're saying, and yeah, so that uh, that gets my vote. It's not it's not a fair match. I need to go back and give Sean Colvin a a little bit more of a listen. But yeah, I'm going to go with Nathaniel Rayliff. And Bill, I'll add on to what Nick just said too. I mentioned before how um, "Dirty Paws" by Monsters and Men was one of the songs that I could see definitely going all the way to the end for me, right? Uh, yeah. For songs that aren't my own, and there were a few others too, but still trying by Nathaniel Rateliff. That was another one that I had rated super high, like I think nine or ten out of ten. Ooh, yeah, nice. Good thing it didn't have any saxophone in it. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everyone else wouldn't have voted for it. <laughs> that would have made it. Ten, that would have made it ten out of ten. <laughs> All right, Joe. Uh, did you have a preference between those two? I did, and I actually don't know who Sean Colvin is, but I liked it a lot, and that's what I'm voting for. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So happy I got a vote. And you, Sean Colvin, is a, a new musician. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Colvin is generally a folk singer who does some music that is more studio produced and has hooks. Um, she gives away a lot of her music. She'll just write songs, then she'll apparently meet people and just say, hey, I've got a song that actually would work for you. You can have it for free, and then they'll put it on their album, which is great. Thanks. Hmm. Other right. stupid fun because I know you Didn't like Didn't she write, let, let the bodies hit the floor? Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So next, we have the Echo Friendly with Same Mistakes. I feel like we have a theme going here. Specials with pressure drop.
friendly. Yeah. So, real quick, I'll just say I'm not really like Nick in that I I don't try to find new bands. I don't. For the longest time, I actually kind of said I didn't like music in general. It's just not my jam. No pun intended. But um, I, I've grown to really love, like, and find a lot of importance in music. But anyway, um, this song literally just came up on my Apple, like, favorites, or not favorites, but for you suggested thing. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. Like, I just, it's very repetitive, like Josh was saying about some of the earlier lyrics. Um, and the video's not <laughs> that interesting, but um, I just love the song. I could listen to it on repeat forever. So, yeah, that's why I picked it. They're, they're nothing special to me. I have no idea who they are, <coughs> unlike all my other picks, but um, just like the song. So, yeah, so I, I really liked. Um, so I came across this song because. I didn't. I didn't realize that the Clash covered this song, and that this band, the Specials, covered. So this kind of took me down a rabbit hole of like, who, who, actually is the original band who played Pressure Drop? Um, oh because, yeah. Um, so this is some, and I can't remember. It's like Toots, and I can't remember the rest of the name, unfortunately. But so that was kind of interesting. Is like, okay, coming across like. I really liked it, you know, from The Clash. That was my first experience, and I loved it. Um, because it's this upbeat song of, like, you're going to be crushed by pressure and just going on, like, you know, and I, and I love it. Like, you know, sometimes you feel alone and things you're doing, people are going to tell you it's wrong. Like, it's this upbeat song kind of acknowledging that things are going to suck, which I, which I enjoyed. Um, so then when I came across and I'm like, man, this is great. Like, I really like this band. I love the, the skull of it. Like just, you know, it's upbeat, it's happy. It kind of acknowledges like something that sucks about like the pressure of it. Um, Joe, this song, the same mistakes. This was the song that when I watched it with the music video, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I, <don't> I, <laughs> I hated it so much. I'm like, and I immediately, and if you don't mind me saying, I was just like, Oh my gosh, a bunch of whiny ass millennials, shut up. Like you're in your like pastel chalk-colored explosion room complaining about the mistakes you're making. Stop making them. Like whatever. <laughs> so like I, I wrote it off, but then this was when I was doing lesson stuff and it was just like playing through the playlist. And when I was listening to the song without the video for me to be like admittedly like bitter old man bill who just hates things sometimes for no good reason it hit me i'm like this is a younger version of the nathaniel rateliff song so mm. like this th and and that was just like i get it like I, I i get it because i'm not necessarily there but i get it that this is a generation like another generation's version of the song that i'm connecting with is like an old man who's just like i don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on anymore you know what i mean like even though i'm not you know but i feel it you know so sure. that's so i definitely appreciate the song way more than when i was watching the music video of them like dancing in a rainbow room and i'm like yeah. i can't freaking handle it like it almost felt like they were like parroting hipsters even though they are hipsters like 
<coughs> let's just be the epitome of obnoxious. I agree. Like if I just saw which that is video like before. the ultimate hipster move, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm still voting for my song. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right, Joe. Are you voting for? Um, I am. To do yeah, same mistakes. Yeah. All right. I want to chime in uh, first this time, if that's cool. So. Joe and me, we both do like uh, female singers. Joe mentioned that before. We kind of bond over that some. Um, didn't know this band. I like guy-girl groups, right? And oh, yeah. I, the guy was rocking the pudding ring, you know, like that, <laughs> that goatee mustache combo <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> yep. And the girl... Um, Dancing in her jean vest, I get crushes on girls who dance awkwardly, and she dances awkwardly, so I thought that was kind of cool. But I get what Bill is saying. I sort of had a similar reaction in that listening to it, I thought the lyrics were a little whiny. And I have that thing like, you know what? If you're making bad decisions, stop making those decisions. This is within your power. (laughs) As far as the other song, Pressure Drop, I... The sentiment Bill shared, I agree with totally. I like the Bible verse. It just says, like, you will face great difficulty in this world. Like, yep, that's just the way it is. And so I like songs. Again, sort of like useless stuff. Like, yeah, things are going to suck. This is going to happen. Just be ready. And again, going with the specials, you know, that's like the origins of ska music. Like Nick, I can't listen to a lot of ska anymore that i used to like i do like ska punk i still like less than jake um they're kind of the only one i've really held on to i like some five iron but yeah what about super tones about the super tones no scotty don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah this one i i voted for pressure drop so that one gets my vote um so i i didn't have any strong feelings either way um on either of these but the echo friendly same mistakes kind of eked it out for me so that's that's my vote on this one all right so i will echo the the video sentiment on the the echo friendly because listening to the song like okay yeah i kind of get this but then seeing the video i i I went old man bill uh is it it took me out of it so Rhett listening to it and watching the video while we were y'all were talking about it because it pushed it a little bit further. That being said, I had already sided with the specials. The reason for me though is that this song directly ties to what used to be my all-time favorite movie, and that is Gross Point Blank. This song is from the soundtrack of that movie. Hold on, hold on. Yes. What what beat that? Sorry, that's like, like what beat Gross Point Blank? That's that's who you are. Oh, see, you're you're starting to get into a topic that's for a whole another podcast now. Oh, now we're talking. But <clears throat> now, I will I will say my all time favorite fo- favorite movie of all time is Shaun of the Dead. But yeah, so which features one of their songs? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. So Ghost yeah, Town. Gross Point Blank. I think I'll, I'll have to go back and look at my list. Is now number two. But uh, but yeah, so anyway, this this song, as soon as I heard it, right when I heard the first few beats of the song, like that you have that that kind of gospel organ playing, you're like, oh, what's this? And then, oh, yes. And then I just see John Cusack in my head, the entire song. 
So that would be the specials for me. So where are we at on votes? Special two. All right. The twelfth matchup is I hate Kate with Major Tom uh, in parentheses coming home, which is a James pick, right? Yep. Versus myself, uh, the Mountain Goats with You Were Cool. Painful memories only flex their power over you a little of the time. We held on to hope of better days coming, and when we did, we were right. I hope the people who did you wrong have trouble sleeping at night. People were mean to you. Clicking down the concrete hallways in your spiked heels back in high school. God, the pull apart explodes. <laughs> the mega fast. <clears throat> All right, James, what you got? All right, hold on. Let me look up my notes on this really quick. All right, so Nick mentioned how I like 80s new wave music, right? So this is a cover of an 80s new wave song. Um, it's by a guy named Peter Schilling. And it's popular enough to where it's gotten covered a handful of times that I know of, but it's obscure enough to where the original song, at least as of two years ago, you couldn't even buy it on iTunes. So it's sort of on both fronts there, I think, of popular and obscure. Um, I, I like the metal vibe take on it here. Again, the original is very new wavy. This one holds on to a lot of that, but definitely adds on... Um, a harsher vocal, which is cool. Uh, some guitars, which I like too. And I picked this one mostly, uh, not only do I like it quite a bit, but I thought it would have some group appeal and maybe could get out of the first round or two. <laughs> so we'll see if I'm right, but this was my ringer. Like, I think everyone will like this, so I'm gonna put this on here. And I uh, like it a lot anyway. Nice. Um, so mountain goats um for me this was a song or a band that i found on npr um if we're talking about music and me like it's pretty much everything i've ever found was from a show called um all songs considered which i realized one day that i've listened to every episode for like 15 years which is kind of crazy really Um, cool that's amazing so i found them on their you know forever ago and love them and then they had a live like a concert on um on npr music and i listened to that and in the concert he basically says you know here's the song that we it's not the video that i sent you all but it's the same kind of ideas the song that we've never put on an album but i uh, but i just like it and don't know where it fits and then they play the song it's about you know it's <laughs> empathy machine it's you trying to uh, put yourself in the shoes of somebody that was picked on in high school and obviously for some of us that was us that was being picked on in high school and just uh, <coughs> just kind of like saying you are are known like I, I saw you I you know I liked you maybe I didn't reach out because I 
was, you know, too weak or whatever back then. But, um, yeah, and I love it. I, I love his voice. I definitely get that it's not for everybody and it's a little much to take at first, but I just love it. it it's, a, you know, it's kind of like Connor, just raw. Um, kind of like Decemberists, it reminded me a little. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I love this song. Um, and I, and I kind of hope they never put it on an album just because I think it's cool. But they they get my vote for sure. Yeah, I James, I really loved the your song, but the the Mountain Goat song. As soon as I started listening to it, I kind of started crying immediately because I could think I immediately thought of four different people that I went to high school with who this song is about like they were the cool kid they they weren't cool but they they were cool at the time you know what i mean like looking back at it like yes knowing that who they were and what they were doing in freaking redneck west claremont glenesty high school like they were awesome but everyone treated them like crap and i immediately thought of those people and i know some of them have a good life now so when it got to that point like I hope you love your life and that the painful memories only flex their power over you a little of the time. Like I nearly lost it. And the only thing that held it together was the fact that I was sitting at the computer in front of my family and I didn't want them to be like, why are you just randomly weeping at the computer with your earbuds? in?" Like (laughs) it's not uh, Saturday, dad. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, there he goes again. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great. And then that sent me down, like listening to more of their songs um, yeah, I thought, I, and, and I loved like the beginning of it where he's just like, I'm using the same four chords. Cause I really don't care. I just need to say this like, and, and I, and I think that's amazing. So uh, yeah, that's my vote. We should, by the well, way, throw a bone to the wrestling fans who might be listening to this, uh, from some of our other episodes, mountain goats have an entire album dedicated to professional wrestling. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh gosh, that's yeah. amazing! Pretty sure they also have one all about D and D, so they're basically the coolest. They're the coolest ever. people ever. Yeah. So I'll go next. I I voting for the the Mountain Goats. Um, yes, basically similar to what everybody said. Like I immediately was kind of like, oh god, this guy's voice. Even though I do like the Decemberists running of that, like it's gonna take some getting used to, but. In retrospect, those those are always the voices that are the best anyway. So um, it didn't take too long for me to get into it. And the the line I loved was <laughs> basically the opposite of what, Bill, you were saying. Like, I hope that the people that oh, – I wish I had it up in front of me. But basically oh, the people man, that no, did I, this yeah. had trouble, have trouble sleeping at night and stuff. Like, yeah, it was, it was very cathartic and – um, I, I hope the people who did you wrong have trouble sleeping at night. Yeah, I yeah. I love that too. Yeah. They were definitely one of the bands where I was like, I'm finally going to get around to listening to them because I've been meaning to forever. I love one of my favorite two people on planet Earth is, is John Green and Hank Green, and they love the Mountain Goats. So I've, I've been tempted to before, but now I think I'm just going to go off the deep end and really get into their their stuff all right and nick all right so as as the the person that doesn't listen to lyrics when he listens to a song i was more familiar with major tom because i i've heard the other versions of this 
it's also and I'm sure James you probably know the history of the song more than I would but it's it's attached to David Bowie's space oddity um so I I just I love this song I've loved every version of it this I've this version was more guitar driven um which is right up my alley as well um that being said I am now going to go and try to go down the rabbit hole a bit on uh, Mountain Goats, but I hate Kate gets my votes. All right. Um, sorry. Uh, the next one is this little indie band um, called Dave Matthews Band. Am I saying that right? Never heard of no, it. it's Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> with a song called uh, Sweet. And that is Joe. be But if I could, I'd turn it around. Let me out. I wanna get out now. You know the feeling when you're in. And both of these, I'm kind of like, of course. And then the other one is Pete Yorn. With Crystal Village, which is James, of course. You want to do it first? Sure. So, <clears throat> Dave Matthews is my favorite person, period. And um, I think he gets a bad rep. Well, I know he gets a bad rep from a lot of people. It's just the kind of thing where, like, if you, kind of like you were saying earlier, James, if you only heard his uh, radio songs, which I still love, but if you only know him from Crash and Satellite, like, sure. I guess you could not like him, even though I don't see how that's possible. But all of his songs, I mean, he has just hundreds of songs that are not the kind of over-the-top ants marching style. And this is one of the newer ones that I just love so, so much. So that's why I picked it. Okay, cool. I like Sweet a lot, by the way. I never heard that song, um... I like Dave Matthews Band a lot, but I kind of stopped following up with their new records after the one with American Baby came out, right? Mm, yeah. I, I didn't like that song. I wasn't really a big fan of what I'd heard of the album, and so I just, like, all right, I'll just keep listening to all the older stuff I like. But I thought Sweet was really cool, actually. So thanks for picking that. Um, Crystal Village, so yeah, Pete Yorn. Pete Yorn I got into in 2004, just kind of trying to find some new music when I was in this weird period of my life where I'd wake up and just sort of like sit and think for a couple of hours until I went to work a lot. Um, and I was looking for new music to like, and I found this really depressing song by Pete Yorn called Lose You that I kind of latched onto. So I looked into some of his other stuff. And with COVID world going on right now, 
I've been getting more into him because he's been doing these <coughs> Facebook acoustic concerts every few nights. Nice. Those have killed some of my time during this. I've appreciated that a lot. This song, uh, specifically Crystal Village, I didn't realize was probably a single. It had a music video to it, and then I looked it up, and it went all the way to number two on the adult alternative chart, right? What? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It, yeah, if you have a song that goes number two on the adult alternative chart and nobody hears it, does it make a sound? It's <laughs> that dream the first thing. <laughs> so I don't feel too bad that it went all the way to number two because I don't even think that's like a broadcast thing. I think it's just something you can read about. I don't think they broadcast such a countdown. But um, Crystal Village, for me, I picked it because... It really reminds me of what we're going through right now. So, the as far as you know, like being on lockdown, things like that, I really more fall on the uh, quote unquote great pause moment. Are you guys familiar with the article I'm talking about? No. No, sorry. Okay, so there's this article, and it was called like Get Ready for the Greatest Gaslighting in History. But in the middle of it, it's talking about, you know, like, this is actually, in a weird way for all the ways that it sucks, that this is a blessing right now. Uh, the guy calls it the great pause, and he says, like, this is a moment where you are forced into having time to take stock of your life, take stock of what you appreciate, what you value, who you value, what's good, what's destructive, and all these things about it uh, that either make you love it or would maybe make you better off without it. And so this song, uh, the chorus being, you know, like, uh, we were good in the beginning, and then also grounding back, lashing onto the let's, you know, keep trying, you know, like him kind of saying, you're never going to change, you're never going to slow down, but now we're forced into this moment where we have to slow down. Again, the end where, after all that kind of, like, defeatism that, you know, we all feel sometimes where we just want to give up or whatever, the end where he kind of just repeats, take my hand, it was good in the beginning. Take my hand, it was good in the beginning. Like, we, we're we good. We just need to eliminate some of the distractions. And again, right now, I this has been this quarantine thing. I miss my friends, and I miss being able to see um, family more freely. But it's been so good for me, um, mentally, emotionally. It's been... I, I say that, and on the other hand, I I know every at least once a week I'll just feel like snapping completely, right? Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> I'll lose my temper over something that immediately I'll be like, "This isn't a big deal," and I don't calm down immediately once I realize that. So I know just being under this threat of a global pandemic has me and a lot of other people feeling closer to the edge than maybe we realize, but. I do love the uh, kind of minimalist side of it. Again, my favorite quote around minimalism, it's the intentional promotion of everything and everyone that you value the most and the demotion of anything that distracts you from that. And with COVID-19 world, my favorite thing has been that I've been forced into thinking. And it's made me realize that I don't have to be as afraid of thinking as I thought I did. Um, I... Sometimes I'm just scared to have space alone in my head. I'm afraid of where my head will go. Mm -hmm. And 
this has been kind of good for me, uh, making me realize I don't have to be as afraid of that as I thought I did. I don't have to occupy my brain space um, quite as much as I had thought I had for the last like five, ten years. Um, so anyway, Crystal Village, again, with him doing the concerts, with the lyrics, everything else going on, it's really been what I've been listening to the most as far as a single song goes the last few weeks, and that's why I put it on the list. Cool. James, I'm going to send you a, a quote that I love that has to do with that. You don't, you don't want to share it with the class? I guess, I guess not. I guess we're not allowed to see it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, share it's, it. Share it. I just got personal. Put it out there, man. Bruce Lee, <laughs> and it's my favorite quote ever. I love it. So I post it all the time, so you might have seen it. But he says, it's not the daily increase, but the daily decrease. Hack away at the innocent unessential love it huh mine's blown yeah, great <laughs> yeah james i'm i'm there with you i i will fluctuate sometimes within the hour of this is not so bad this is great this is terrible so what what you just described is is it, it hit home because it's kind of like all right so what do i how do i deal with this stuff when i don't have all of these distractions that were so nice to distract me from having to deal with whatever that stuff is. Um, uh, my vote, I'm going for Crystal Village. Um, I like Dave Matthews Band okay, um, but that song, sorry, I mean, this is one I hesitated to say because I don't want to be a jerk, but like, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those songs that like, the times when Andre and I would be out and we'd go to like College Hill Coffee House or whatever, and somebody would be setting up to play music, and it's kind of like that pause of like, holy crap, this is either going to be okay, really good, or just like suck the life out of the room with its awkwardness. And like that mean joke that I came up with is like, I wonder how much money I would have to put in their jar for them to stop playing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I hate to say it, and I own it like, and I know Tommy would be like, you're a jerk. And I am. I'm an old man jerk. I, I own up to it. Like, that just reminded me of one of those coffee house songs of like, how much money do I need to give you to please stop playing so I can enjoy my evening? <laughs> so, sorry. Phil, you're basically you, Statler man. and Waldorf. Huh? Yeah, I am. I, 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 and you know what? To a point, there's nothing wrong with that, I think. <laughs> These kids today feel too good about themselves. Someone's got to... <laughs> Chop him down. Well, all you fuckers have kids, <laughs> so I thought you would like it because he's talking about. I think he he was writing it about his um, kids when they were born. So, oh, he's talking about. Uh, I already lost the lyrics, but keep your head up and stuff like that. And he also has a line that I love that he says, "I'm too old to want to be younger now." Because like for a long time you wanted to, and I feel like we're kind of in that middle stage where. I would rather be 20 again, probably, but I can tell that I'm on the cusp of rather just, no, I, I don't want to live through all that again. Um, so I'd just rather die. I'd just rather better than doing it again. Tumble down the hill towards the grave. Yeah. To the sweet embra embrace of death. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the, um, so my take is... Um, 
I actually thought this was the second hardest um, choice of the first round. I love Pete Yorn and I love Dave Matthews. This song for Dave reminded me of his solo album, which is like one of my very favorites of his. Just super like quiet and chill. But that Pete Yorn song is a banger. And I I do actually remember it. Not Probably not on the radio, but maybe just like <laughs> NPR or something. But... I, I love that song, so I got to go with Pete Yorn on this one. So I will agree that this was one of the toughest ones for me to vote on, but not for what uh, Josh just said. I actually don't like either one of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Um, I hate both of you. <laughs> the, the farther we go, the more the claws come out. <laughs> You know, um, like I never did like claws. the insiders. <laughs> oh no, take it back. Uh, but okay, so Dave Matthews, I have you know, I liked him, then I didn't like him, then I liked him again, and didn't like him. I again, like I said, I've owned seat owned the CDs and stuff like that. So I have owned Dave Matthews CDs multiple times because. I would get them and listen to them for a while and be like, oh, yeah, this is great. Satellite's great. Is all the radio hits. Oh, yeah, they're great. It's like, oh, okay. All right, I'm over it. And then I'd sell them. And then, you know, I'd get back into a song and buy the CDs again and then sell them. So I've done that twice. Um, and then Pete Yorn, for whatever reason, I've just, I've never really been a fan. I will admit again, this is because I'm not really listening to the lyrics. Listening to the lyrics of both these songs, yeah, they're they're well written. There's there's good stuff in both of them. It's just the sound is not my jam. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna throw it to Dave because of the ukulele. Noise. I was gonna say this is his only ukulele song. That's actually one of the reasons I love it. I was yeah. trying to play the ukulele for a while. So I do actually like me a ukulele every now and then. So noise, we'll get... noise, noise. All right. So Pete, Pete Yorn wins that one though. Pete Yorn taking down Dave. <laughs> All right. Next Looks like up. finally. <laughs> Next up might be the most obvious uh, two choices. We have the blood-sucking zombies from <laughs> outer space. Hell yeah! With, with this ain't no Halloween costume. And that good is, pick, Josh. That is that is me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, so <laughs> that is that is Bill. <laughs> Glenn Hansard with the cover of Van Morrison's uh, Astral Weeks, which is me. And I'm standing on my arms behind me. Yeah. 
I feel like we joked joked about like us torturing one another with our deep theatrical interests. I think we I think we nailed it with the musical at this point. <laughs> I think I think this was the hand of God that like put the two songs that would drive their owners crazy that they would be matched the up with each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love it. Yeah, uh Bill, this this is the one that I texted the group and said uh, just so we know, everybody's not going to get offended if we don't like each other's songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I So I this was a, a Spotify band that they, they came across. And, like, it's the, like, the genre of, like, the psychobilly, kind of like the rockabilly, where Hillbilly Explosion would be kind of. But, like... I don't know all the musical terms, but like the psychobilly is just like more punk version of the rockabilly. And I immediately fell in love with this band because they, they did a, let me back up a little bit. Like I've been a sucker for songs that include movie clips, especially using horror movie clips. So that was like the hook that got me with white zombie back in the day. Where I'm like, holy crap, here's this awesome song, and they're using a clip from Night of the Living Dead, because I was the nerd who knew Night of the Living Dead before White Zombie, because White Zombie kids at school were always, like, the scary kids that, like, frightened, meek, nerdy little Bill. But as soon as I, like, heard that, I'm like, that was great. So this band, they'll bring in, like, audio clips from the B-movie Them with the giant ants. They, uh... They wrote two songs about Stephen King's short stories, The Night Flyer and Rainy Season, which are two of my favorite short stories of his, which is great. Like, And then, so this one... Um, this is where you admit you're in this band, right? Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. Uh, this ain't no Halloween costume. So the, so the whole premise of that song and the clip that they use at the beginning is this iconic line from the movie Return of the Living Dead, um, which is cheesy as hell. It's, I, I don't know. It's one of those movies watching it. There's some scenes and you're like, okay, they knew they were trying to be serious when they made this movie. And then something would happen and be like, okay, were they trying to be serious when they made this movie? I don't know. But there's like this hardcore punk dude with like, it's the epitome of like the eighties punks, like to the, to the max guys like totally i mean they and they so his line is like he's talking to somebody he's like do you think this is a halloween costume this is life man like talking about how he dresses so i i love that they use that clip i think it's great and i just think it's a fun song of just we love monsters monsters are fucking great and we've never really fit it it's it let me go on this side so we're like mountain goats was like the more serious like you didn't fit in, but you were awesome. This is like the more uh, White Castle version of of that sentiment <laughs> of like, we don't fit in. Screw you. We like monsters better than people because people suck. And that resonated with me because that's how eventually I got to in high school because of how things went. So, yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, it is time for fourth meal. So a nice reference there. What's that? <laughs> Said it is time for fourth meal right now, so Heck good, yeah, good reference with White Castle, yeah. Get yourself some whiteies. <laughs> um, 
so so mine was Glenn uh, Hansard. He is. I love a, the title to this song, by the way. Astro yeah. Weeks Van Morrison. Um. So so Van Morrison. This is a a cover of his from I guess the seventies. Uh, just another another Irish dude, which is cool because Glenn is obviously Irish, and um, it, more so than Patty Griffin, Glenn has been there since the beginning of Chess and I's relationship. Um, once was like our movie when we were dating, so it, he he's like our guy, um, and we saw him perform at the Taft like I, I don't know however long ago, and he covered this in an encore. And I thought, like, the rapture was going to happen. I mean, it was just so freaking magical. And uh, I I looked for it, um, you know, when I got home somewhere else. And it's he only does it live. But there's, like, five different versions on YouTube. And they're all different. And they're all amazing. Um, But he's got this guitar and the video that he we saw him play with that's, like, so beat up. And you can just tell that he just plays the hell out of it all the time and i love it because he's got you know money now and clearly just doesn't care to buy a new guitar um i'd be surprised if it's still around now but um anyway this is one of those songs that i actually don't care um much about the the lyrics it's kind of a a random uh song but i just love his voice and the way he plays it so yeah I'm voting for extra weeks. Cool. I will vote for Glenn because I love him. He's pretty hard to beat in my book as well. The only thing I'll say about Bills is it reminded me of those things you can do on Facebook where you put all of your statuses into like this algorithm and they pop out your most used <laughs> words. I thought that's what <laughs> Bill did. It wasn't even a real song. He just put his entire social media history into it. And it came out with Halloween costume and monsters. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I'll vote for you. Bill, I wrote down that this is the way I picture you feeling uh, for the entire second half of October every year. Yes. Uh, just sort of walking around like you're about a minute away from just being in this like great happy mood at any moment. Like, oh, now I'm going to decorate this corner and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. um, just I I liked uh, the song. It's very I mean, you will have just have heard a clip, but, you know, the uh, punk origins it references, I thought were cool. I was living for the drum in this song. And again, the chorus, this ain't no Halloween costume. This is our life 365. I've had that in my head off and on all week. Yes. <laughs> so that it's and catchy. never trust a werewolf from the East. So I oh think my we goodness. know who wins. Guys, I can't I wait to talk about wins. that. But yeah, <laughs> I, my vote goes to, again, the chorus. I apologize to Josh. I'm going with this ain't no Halloween costume. Whoa, yeah, Nick. Ah, oh, gosh, don't, come on, guys. Don't do, me, don't do me like this, Nick. Come on. So, so okay. So, ah. Uh, you know, or, uh, Nick, you know what your wife would pick, so. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, oh, and you, I, know, I you know what your heart wants. So, okay. What's your come on, Nick. Now? Here's what I'll say about yeah. both of them. <laughs> I've never heard either one of these songs before. 
I've heard of Glenn Hansard, but I wasn't really familiar with him. I've honestly never heard, like, listened to one of his songs in entirety. I was familiar with him because of his attachment to that, what was it, Once? Yeah. Yeah. It Which is about all you could ever watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movie's incredible. <laughs> I, I, I even knew about the, the busted guitar, and I thought that was cool. Um, oh, God. But, okay. And this is another one where I'm coming down to, like, deciding right there at the end. So He's, Ir- he's Irish, Nick. Yeah, he is. He is. And he also has that great breakdown at the end where he's, like, scream singing and the guitar, yeah. like, he's just... You awesome. feel like he's gonna break the guitar with his strumming. Oh, it's just that raw emotion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. teasing, but it's also, I mean, I don't know Van Morrison either. I don't. Whereas with the blood sucking zombies from outer space, that was just yes. a super fun song. Super fun song, and. That's what's stuck in my head at the moment, kind of like what James said. So I'm gonna go with blood sucking zombies from out of space. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. I Jess love is, it so much. Just so mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it when things that are just even I will admit stupid at a certain level just win. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. It's because you're an agent of chaos. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, so the final matchup in round no, one. Two. <laughs> got two left. God damn, this is going to be a, a two-parter. Be a three-parter. <laughs> okay, so we have Everclear, Thrift Store Chair, which is one of Aaron's picks. In the one. dark and all that I can see. Yeah, if the difference grows between us, it seems so far from me. R.E.M. Uh, laughing, which is James. Everclear? Yeah, Everclear is one of Aaron's favorite, I don't even really want to say punk bands, but alternative punk bands from back in the day. Um, They do kind of get a bad rap for all of their songs sounding the same. Her her love for this song, though, kind of stems from it not sounding like the rest of Everclear songs. It's it's different. Um, I've heard her reference this song several times. Um, I wasn't familiar with this with this song before uh, meeting Aaron. Um, she also said that this song is what introduced her to John Prine, 
um, because it, it references listening to John Prine records in the song, which unfortunately he has recently passed. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good listen. Most Everclear songs are. It's just a little different than what you usually hear. I'll do Laughing by R.E.M. Um, this is driving in the rain music for me. So I have these random moments in life where I will feel the most like, quote unquote, myself. Like whatever I am, these are the moments where I feel the most comfortable, right? And they're not when I'm in like some great mood or anything like that. Um, it's always just like this super really chill moment where I feel like, oh... Okay, I am very aware of where I am right now, what's going on, and like I just feel like at ease all of a sudden. It'll just kind of hit me all at once, every great once in a while. This song reminds me of those moments. Uh, cloudy, windy days, um, I could just live in them. Anyway, that's sort of why I like this song. This song can kind of seduce me into one of those like chill very at ease moments it almost seduces me into a better state of being i think um yeah old school rem where michael sype kind of had the philosophy the voice is just another instrument so it shouldn't be louder than any of the other instruments and you can only understand about half the lyrics without looking them up but i love this song i think it's great all right this is josh i i'm gonna go with rem on this one uh, I, lo- I love R.E.M. And, and this song is is fun. It's an old, old one, so that's cool. I, I looked up uh, James, the the Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott podcast uh, episode about this one to see what they said about the song. Oh, what did they say uh, about it? They didn't say a whole lot. They pretty much said what you said about the voice being an instrument because this one's very unintelligible. And I guess at the time he wasn't releasing lyrics at all. Um, right. And so they were talking about how now you can look them up and um, people still aren't really sure if they're the right lyrics, uh, which I always thought it was kind of interesting for me because I, I love lyrics, but I still just love R.E.M. Probably because they're on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and then this is off topic, James, but I forgot to say that uh, Lose You by P. Orn is incredible. So I had to get that in there. So oh, yeah, R.E.M. Gets my vote. All right, so Josh, I'll because you said "Lose You" is incredible, and that song begins with like this kind of old sitcom moment, right, to open the song, and it again sounds really depressing as soon as the piano kicks in. I want to mention the uh, Bright Eye song you mentioned, "Let's Not Shit Ourselves," and say yeah. that I personally can't give less of a shit about what's on Kano Urbers' answering machine that he makes me listen to for thirty <laughs> seconds at the end of that song. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so anyway. I'm going REM on this one. I I liked the I went back and forth on it. I really like this song from Everclear. Um, but I felt like REM kind of hit more of the like the rules for the competition, I guess you could say, for like deep cuts, because I had never heard this song before by them and I really like REM, so that's and, and, you know, so that's where I'm going with that. Okay. So the farther we get along, like I said, the gloves are off. I think both these songs suck balls. <laughs> I can't stand either band at all. 
<laughs> I respect REM a little bit. Well, I, say a little. I would I should say a lot more than Everclear. Maybe I'm just doing what I hate that people do about Dave, where they they know two radio songs and they think they know all about them. But I, something about his voice just makes me want to punch him in his face. But that being said, that thing that Josh mentioned about the lyrics. So freaking pretentious. Just, I'm just going to go with Everclear for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, just pu- publish your fucking lyrics, dude. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost as if he keeps making the same mistakes. Like, just... Oh. Okay. <laughs> Nick, did you have a vote on this? Uh, Yeah, I'll go with Everclear. I've, uh, I've, I mean, I'm not familiar with that REM song at all, and exactly what y'all were saying is that the 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 voice kind of blends in with the background music, and the background. I've, I've there's a few REM songs I've liked, but I've never been like big time into REM. I've liked Everclear a lot more than I've liked REM, so I will go with Everclear. Come on, Everclear. All right. Well, it's, it's over. Right, yeah. Come on, <laughs> bring in Aaron. Um, all right, final uh, matchup in the first round. Yeah. yeah. This is what you've been waiting for. I've been night. waiting for this one. <laughs> we have uh, the band Power Wolf with the song Werewolves of Armenia. Uh, which is Never Bill. Trust the werewolf from the. How, all right, how does that come? Never trust the werewolf from the east. But how's it sung? Oh, I can't remember. Do it. <laughs> oh man. with Broken Man, uh, which was Nick, right? Yes, sir. I'm a broken man from a broken This here's my broken band So you yeah
talk about wolves and wolves. <laughs> so I came across this record label um, called Napalm Records, and every band on that uh, album label falls into just the most absurd genre of music that you could imagine. Like there's one band, I can't remember the name of them now, but their whole shtick is like space ninjas and it's like space rock and it's insane. Like the appeal of this is just the sheer insanity of they're singing about werewolves of Armenia and the army of the wild and like they're singing in latin about wolves and it's like hard and heavy and there is that part that i am not going to like deny and be you know you use the word that came up before like pretentious of like that i still don't enjoy that part of it like there's still like trench coat bill that lives inside of me with that still wears like camo and army boots and it's like is hardcore in his head and it's like fuck yeah werewolves of armenia this is amazing like you better get some silver bullets for this army you don't fear anything but god like it's just freaking insanity and i love it so like so on my list if i could give you the polar opposites of my emotional range it goes Nathaniel Rateliff with, I don't know a goddamn thing. My life is over. This wound is going to cancel me out. Like, emotional response that way to, like, an army of werewolves from Armenia who are just going to F you up. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> canis lupus, baby. Like, that's it. Like, oh, hallelujah. When the moon is up, hoo-ha. We are the werewolves. All we need is blood. Hoo-ha. Yeah. That's it. Take it to the top. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with right, mine. Yeah. Broken man. Yeah. So this is probably one of the most recent uh, songs that I've come across. I actually, I've heard of the Von Bondies before, but I have only heard of them. I couldn't describe to you what they sounded like. And probably uh, heard this song maybe maybe a week before we started putting together this playlist. So th- this was kind of like a couple of my other ones that it's it's Detroit rock. It's right up there with with the White Stripes again. Yeah, but it's it's like they don't care. It's but yeah, it, it's it's a fun song. It's a good song. It. Uh, Unfortunately for Josh, it repeats I'm a Broken Man six times at the end. Uh, <coughs> and it's only yeah. two minutes long. So yeah, it's it's a very short song. That's like song. half the song. There's not a whole lot of depth to it. So I actually am going to vote against it myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Werewolves, man. Like, like okay, so so I, I just remembered because I was thinking it's like the way I wanted to describe this song, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but I, I didn't want to forget again. This song is that sweet ass black light poster you bought from Spencer's. <laughs> Which one? Nuff said exactly. Nuff the one said, of the, like, alien, the green aliens. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah, this song is the musical version of a blacklight poster from Spencer's, and that's not a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
By the way, I wanted to clarify while we're here, in case there are any long-term fans of Power Wolves, Power Wolf listening, we're talking about the 2020 version of Werewolves of Armenia, <laughs> not the earlier one. <laughs> I did not know there were multiple versions. That's there's an acoustic even, version. There's an acoustic. You know, I think they played it on the same one they started with because that's how touch in touch they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm also waiting for Werewolves of Armenia. So, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I, think, I thought the song you picked up. I thought it sounded like Jet, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, I I geeked for never trust a werewolf from the east and <laughs> the amount of conviction he yelled that with. Yeah, that's what made me fall for this song. So. <laughs> So I'll go. This is what Joe. about the Brothers Heiser? Yeah, th- this song, the Werewolf song, it's something. <laughs> it's definitely something I would have loved. It's really surprising to me, honestly, that I didn't love it because it, it does touch on a lot of things. It's it's like if Underworld was a song. Yeah. Um, and I love Underworld, and I love th- this vibe. Like I appreciate what they're doing, but I just kind of hated it, and I really. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. The video was cool. The video was unique. Yeah. But the Von Bondies are, like like I said earlier, so up my alley. Yeah, just Detroit rock. I love it so much. So I might be the only one to pick them, but I'm picking the Von Bondies for this. Um, so for me, I you're right, Nick. I do not like the <laughs> repeating of the Broken Man. Uh, there was zero depth uh, to the lyrics, I thought. And... Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the Werewolves song either, but it kind of reminded me of Coheed and Cambria, and I like yeah. the, the, uh, nice. slow, the slow build was cool, um, and so I, I did prefer that one, so that one gets gets my vote. I was 100% certain that was the song you were talking about that you didn't like, and that we shouldn't get offended if people don't like your picks. <laughs> no, I like I liked it alright. Um, that, that was not the one, so... Um, but don't worry, that song made it through as well. <laughs> so, so we are, let me think, 10, 11, 12. We are three and a half hours into this. Um, how do you guys want, do you guys just want to, I feel like we could just vote relatively quickly without having to do much discussion until maybe like the finals or something. What do you think? Yeah. I, I think so. I, I mean, because we've already explained the song rapid and fire. why we like it and everything. Rapid fire, I can do it. <clears throat> I think we just do rapid fire until the last, the top four. Josh, wasn't sure? that what you called your sex tape? Yep, we did. What? Top four? Rap- <laughs> rapid fire. Top four, <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> All right, assholes. Um, <laughs> so, the... The first matchup of the second round is the Hillbilly song and the Brandy Carlisle song. <laughs> the Hillbilly Moon Explosion versus The Story by Brandy Carlisle. Yes. Wow. So I'm Are we doing these rapid fire? I think so, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I was going to vote for, for Brandy Carlisle on this one. Uh, this is Josh. Hillbilly. Nick, James. I'm going Hillbilly Moon Explosion. I am also going My Love Forevermore. Oh, for the <laughs> <love of God. laughs> 
So I am, I am typing the word Billy Moon Explosion. Got it. I think uh, our final might end up being My Love Forevermore versus The Werewolves of Armenia. So the next one is um, the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club versus the Sturgill Simpson song. Oh, Sturgill. 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 Sturgill, fine. Make it unanimous. The first unanimous. The first one. All right. The next one is Patty Griffin uh, making pies. Did that really win? Or... <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, what the war? That what, dog, what dog shit song was it up against? I don't remember that. Just <laughs> go. It's supposed to be rapid fire. So I'm gonna pick Patty, Patty Griffin. Oh, so what, what was the other one it's up against? Uh, Girl in the War. It's Josh which Freddy. I know is going to win. Oh, Girl in the War. Girl in the War. Yeah, Girl in the War. I'm going to make him pie. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to make him pie, so it's at least three to two. So the <laughs> next one is uh, the Apple commercial by Of Monsters and Men versus <laughs> Crackers. <laughs> versus Cracker with useless stuff. Uh, Cracker. Yeah, Cracker. No, yeah. Dirty Paws. Dirty Paws. Nick? All right, I'm going to Cracker, so there you go. All right. So let's... It's close, though, Joe. <laughs> let's Not uh, Shit Ourselves by Bright Eyes versus Still Trying by Nathaniel. Oh, come I'm on. I'm Bill's heart is going to break right now. <sighs> I mean, I, I got to go Connor, so that's me. I'll go Nathaniel Rateliff. I'm Nathaniel Rateliff. All right, oh, Bill, Bill, you got to decide the tie, man. I got. I gotta go. Uh, rate lift. I gotta go with my boy. What <laughs> planet are we on? <laughs> You're on planet Bill now. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that the name of your sex tape, Bill. <laughs> planet Bill. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got the specials. What was it under pressure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no pressure drop. Pressure drop. Mountain goats with you were cool. Mountain goats. Mountain I'm going goats. mountain goats on this one. Mountain goats. Same. James, is it unanimous? Yeah, that's unanimous. All right. We have Pete Yorn with, um, well, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Crystal Village. Yeah, yeah. Crystal Village. Village and, idiot. And the blood sucking zombies from outer space. Yes. <laughs> this, this ain't no Halloween song. I'm going blood suck. Blood suck. Blood suck. Oh, James. I'm, I'm all uh, in on Pete Yorn, but. You guys are breaking my heart right now. <laughs> Screw all y'all. <laughs> this is a travesty. <laughs> Pete, you're right if you're listening. I love you. I get it. Ignore I these. Get, I get, I get Ignore it. these other voters. Um, the final one of the second round is REM versus Powerwolf. Sentence <laughs> that I never thought I would say. So so what I what I love about this, I'm imagining the MTV celebrity deathmatch claymation. Do you guys remember that? Oh yes. Oh my gosh, this is perfect. So we have REM with laughing versus Powerwolf Werewolves of Armenia. Powerwolf. 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 Ah! Uh, REM, James, our, our emo hearts are just yeah, but not man, enough for right. these rockers. I, Bill, I have did you one, realize so. you were going to do this well? 
Uh, I honestly did not at all. But the funny thing is, the girls have been super into, like, me doing this podcast, like, with everyone. And when I told them that this was, like, a contest to see who could pick out the better songs... They were totally into it. They're like, "Well, what? Do, what do you win? What do you win if you get the best song?" I'm like, "I don't. <laughs> we don't win anything." Yeah, I'm and, an honor. I didn't tell it, you guys. It, I bought a five hundred dollar gift card. Do you not? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and when I was coming down to get ready for it, I'm like, "Wish me luck." And they're like, "Your songs are going to win. They're way better than the other dads." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's amazing. It's- all right, Winner gets uh, uh, sent text messages every day like, you'll love this song. It's called The Gill Man from Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's that's a band name. We could do it. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, third round. Hillbilly Moon Explosion versus Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill. Sturgill. Yeah, same. Hillbilly Moon Explosion. But... Ah, this is, this is really, really tough. I kind of have to go with Sturgill on this one. I really do. Just because the combination of just the music video and how he sings it, it's it's great. So I got to go with him. All right. But it doesn't matter because Sturgill won. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next we got Josh Ritter, Girl in the War versus uh, Cracker with Useless Stuff. Cracker. 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 No. Uh, no. Josh <laughs> But that's matter. Have you guys heard Cracker? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Joseph. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. They named their band Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear about their side project, Honky? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Josh, you've still got a song in here. Nick, I'm sorry you do not. So so next we have uh, Nathaniel Rateliff versus the Mountain Goats. Mountain Goats. Rateliff. 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 So I'm going with Mountain Goats. (laughs) Does it matter? Three to two. It was close. So the final one is the Bill matchup of... We are back on Planet Bill. <laughs> yes. Sucking zombies from outer space versus Power Wolf. Uh, oh, vo- man, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> my, vote, my vote is uh, who gives a shit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Am I, am I the only one that got this far with a, a double matchup? Because yeah, my yeah. songs are just that awesome. <laughs> yep. All right, guys, what is it? Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so. You, you, know, you know what this reminds me of for the, the Heisers right now? This reminds me of the, the tagline for the first Alien versus Predator movie. Nice. Whoever wins, we lose. We lose. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins, Josh loses. So, I'm picking Power these fans, I'll say I like a lot better than Glenn Hansard. So it's I am just kidding, Josh. I love you. But werewolves of Armenia. Never trust a werewolf from the east. It must. <laughs> Here's not that anybody cares. Here's why I'm picking the Power Wolf. They seem <laughs> they seem earnest. Like to me, the Hillbilly song, they just seem super pretentious. Like they they're that's, that's winking at the song. Yep. What? No, the, the Hillbilly song's not in it. It's oh, the, this is a this is blood sucking zombies from outer space. Oh well, crap. 
They're both they're both pretty good. I, I would go with Powerwolf still. But fuck that hillbilly song. Well, I want to load you up with so much of their songs. I will also go Powerwolf. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I I mean it's 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 moving on. What's the vote? I think it's it's passed already. Four four one. Yeah. Well, it's three. Josh, you haven't chimed in yet. Oh no, I said Powerwolf. Yeah. Okay. I, I love Bill, them both, but between the two, I I got to go with Halloween costume. Just because James, you when I texted you, James, about like your playlist makes me think that I'm like driving in the car with you. Like you nailed it when you said that like this type of song gets me really amped up about Halloween and like making monster crap and just all that stuff. So yeah. Anyways, Power Wolf moves on. That's amazing. So. So James, are you writing this stuff down too? I uh, yeah, the final the final four we have the promise by Sturgis versus useless stuff by Cracker. That's an interesting matchup there. And still trying by Nathaniel Wrightliff versus the Werewolves of Armenia. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 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 so Sturgill, so, go ahead. I just, it would be very, I mean, these matches are very similar, right? We have something very kind of profound and deep versus something perhaps less so. Yeah. So, yeah, for the first matchup, I got to go The Promise. Promise. Sturgill. What, what was that first matchup again? I'm sorry. Was it Cracker versus Sturgill? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got to go Sturgill. All right, well, I'm voting Cracker, so there you go. We have at least one. But The Promise <laughs> is in the finals. So the other one is Nathaniel Rayleigh. Another all Bill matchup, by the way, in the final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nathaniel Rayleigh still trying versus Powerwolf with Werewolves of Armenia. I'm going Powerwolf. <laughs> um, I am going uh, Nathaniel Rayleigh. Come on, guys. I so I I uh, this is tough because they they're. I'm going Power Wolf. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Power I'm going Power Wolf. I love both of the songs, but I really want Power Wolf to be at the end. That's that's it. Like this is this is it. This is what I've been hoping for all my life. Well, I will Start go Start a prayer. I'll go to Nathaniel Rateliff and let James be a tiebreaker. Ooh, James. <sighs> Almost to make a point, I just want to vote for Werewolves of Armenia just for the silliness of it all. But at the beginning, at the onset, the two songs I was hoping would make it to the finals, if not my own, were um, the uh, Monsters and Men song and Still Trying. So I'm voting for Still Trying. Sorry. That's all right. It really like Werewolves of Armenia. (laughs) It was very All right. <laughs> it got it's... way further than I thought it would. So <laughs> it has hard. One foot away from the final. <laughs> you so were the... sitting out jokes like, oh, we all love werewolves of Armenia, like it was gonna go out in the first round. One right. vote from the finals. <laughs> so the <laughs> the final is uh my Depressing dad issues versus Bill's depressing dad issues. <laughs> <with> <laughs> the 
<laughs> Virgil Simpson, uh, <laughs> The Promise versus right. Nathaniel Rayleigh. Still trying. Which, and this is interesting how this, if you think about it, so like, essentially they have the same message. That's that's yeah. it. Like what you said, all joking aside, but it's true. But then visually, if you look at the music videos, they're essentially the same thing. Like, so it's really interesting. Like, is it is it coincidence? Is it like, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like in terms of, you know, is there any crossover? Like, you know, I wouldn't want to accuse anybody of like copying somebody else's music video. But if you look at them, they're like bare let's, bones. Let's Google just... who's came out first. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just interesting that two, you know, similar songs shot in similar ways of just, you know, that's, it is interesting. Well, I, I got to go for my guy, Sturgill. So that's, that's my vote. I'm going Sturgill, definitely. And by the way, for what it's worth, I called it, I texted Josh like a week ago. I was like, Sturgill's winning this whole thing. There's no way. Well, it's not Ooh. over. It's not over. That kind of smack talk almost sways my vote another know, way. Right? Right, so I'm <clears throat> for Still Trying by Nathaniel Rateliff. Love that song. So glad it was introduced in my life. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. I gotta go with I gotta go with him too. Still trying. Oh, Nick. Oh god. The entire tournament comes down to you. <laughs> Let's see. Who do I love more? Josh or Bill? Don't base it off that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. I am going to go with and commercial this is break. Solely because I, I I've known him more and like more of his stuff. Nathaniel Rateliff. All right. First winner of the pull apart deep cuts tournament. Woo! Bill, Bill I'll send you that five hundred dollar gift card. There you go. Mail. It's <laughs> it's to uh, TJ Maxx. Yes, I it's love it. uh, that's five hundred <laughs> in Confederate currency, right? Right. <laughs> all right. Well, congrats, Bill. Hey, thanks. I Whatever. totally did not expect that at all. <laughs> well, first off, I'd like to to thank my my family for. <laughs> <laughs> Wo- wounding me in a way that I would be a- drawn to a song like this. <laughs> and uh, my crushing self-doubt as I enter my 40th year. So thank you very much to all those things. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll have to do uh, this again sometime. Anybody else got anything before we <coughs> sign off? No. I'd like to say a happy 48th birthday to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> He's 48? Yep. Now, technically, it's wow. Saturday right now. So, it's Saturday, for what it's worth. Nice. Yeah, it's 1242. We are after midnight into Saturday morning. We stayed up to talk about the werewolves of Armenia with you people. We hope it's been worth your time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks for doing this. Let's all do something really sweet, and we'll just go around and say our favorite song of everybody's list. Isn't that what we just did for four hours? Just to do something a little positive. 
Joe, Joe just doesn't want to be released back into the soundless <laughs> void that is. James, his you can stop life. recording. It's very true. <laughs> yeah, so mine. I mean, going going through it real fast. I think that's a good idea. My so James, your your my favorite song of yours was "Useless Stuff." Josh, your your my favorite of yours was "Bright Eyes." Let's not shit ourselves. I thought that was great. Joe, your my favorite of yours was the story, and then Nick, my favorite of yours was only want you. Dang it, I'm having to pull the list back up here now. <laughs> I can go next. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, go. go, go. No, yeah, you're, good. you're good. So for Bill, let me find the list. I don't know. That's hard. I I really liked the Gunship song and Ratliff. I, I think I'd go with Gunship. Joseph, I mean. I gotta go with Connor, James. I, I honestly, if we're being sweethearts, James, I liked your overall collection more than anybody's, aside from myself. I love, I love that Pete Yorn song, so I'm gonna pick that. But let me see here, Nicholas. I think of that. I liked the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I thought that song was gonna get further along, but. Um, and then of the two that Aaron picked, I like the Ben Soli song more than Everclear. All right. I, um, I'm i the flip on that. I, I like Everclear, and I kind of like that song, uh, Thrift Store Chair. Nick, from you, I really, really, really enjoyed Black History Month from Death From Above in 1979. I was kind of shocked <coughs> when I lost because I really didn't like the song. It was up against too much. But I loved <laughs> that one to death. <laughs> Joe, I thought Happy Birthday to Me was really good, but man, and, and I like the Dave Matthews song a lot too. I like your list um, overall, but do Dirty Paws, I'm going to be downloading that at some point soon, I hope. I really love oh, yeah. it. Josh, Patty Griffin was awesome. Mountain Goats were awesome. I loved both those, actually. <laughs> I thought they were both really good. Um, probably, Patty Griffin just sort of made me smile just because it was like a callback, but that Mountain Goat song, I know I'd listen to more of the two, so I'll go with that. And, Bill, I loved your list. That was maybe my favorite list of the bunch, um, besides my own. And still trying, dude. I'm going to be listening to that tomorrow, even. What a good <laughs> song. All right, I will say that um, from Bill's, I will also jump on the Still Trying bandwagon. Um, from James, I will go with I Hate Kate, Major Tom. Yeah, it was good. Um, from Josh, we'll go with Sturgill Simpson, The Promise. And from Joe, I'm kind of torn between of Monsters and Men and Brandy Carlisle, so I will go of Monsters and Men, Dirty Paws. Cool. And from Aaron's two, I will go with Ben Sully. Cool. Nice. All right, have a good night, guys. Yeah, screw you. Joseph, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so... Hey, guys, is there anything you need to say to me since I won? Like, you know, anything special you guys prepared? Like, maybe like a, a song or a chant? Um, maybe Actually, there was something I did want to... Yeah. I wrote down something in case I didn't win to read to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That <laughs> <laughs> was nice. Two words. Good did, did, luck. <laughs> did you write that in your crystal palace? <laughs> in my crystal village, you son of a bitch. Oh, sorry. I forgot. 
Because that song is, you know. <laughs> I just want you to know, I voted for Werewolves of Armenia to go to the semifinals, and this is the fake This. I cannot wait to tell Andrea that that song made it as far as it did. <laughs> she... <laughs> Another aspect of me loving those songs is how much she hates them. Like she's <laughs> just like your hate just feeds my love of this junk food music. Oh man, so good. Well, if you if you want to hear more from Power Wolf, they have a great oh, song called "Demons Are a Girl's Best Friend." <laughs> <laughs> love it. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. It's I'll, I'll share some with you guys so you can get a, a good taste. <laughs> yeah. Josh, there might be only uh, three things that you can count on more than Power Wolf delivering when it counts. <laughs> Those are death, taxes, and, and Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joseph, Joseph didn't get to go yet. <laughs> it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Bye. All right, Joe. Ah, he left. <laughs> he left. Oh. <laughs> he can text him. Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we agree that Nick was doing the intro this time? That's why I was trying to get my camera on because I had my shirt off. We're going to wing it like usual, so I'll just start start rolling. Nothing. Uh, what was it you said last time, Joseph? Honestly, this I don't is... remember us. Something like this was this is the greatest show or this oh, was yeah. the greatest. Was it was that from the greatest showman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Best movie ever made. Yep. You and Ainsley agree on that. <laughs> we also agree that you suck. Alright, alright, here we go. How how are my levels? Levels good. James, are you recording? I am recording. Welcome to the Pull Apart. This is the greatest show. <laughs> if you all, if you all, if you all even knew how much a pain it has been to edit that, Lord, I'm like 50 minutes in because there's just constant, constant BS. I, I think BS is what we're making more, like, more fun to listen to. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I love it. James, can you just stop recording and start again to save us some time? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. All right. I would say, Josh, the wrestling podcast that I like 
they talk all the time about how the wrestling part is what bores people, and they really just want to hear them talk about whatever crap is going on. <laughs> you yeah. mean us talking about Bright Eyes is not going to be exciting for people, James? It will be once I start shitting all over the songs that were picked. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to do the intro again? <laughs> I'll try. You know what? I don't think I'm selling it this week. Maybe next oh, week. Oh, no, you said that last week. Did I? Yeah, well, I just... I... You know, I don't have that record. Buy it for 40. We're out. So, now why would you sell it to me and not to him? Because you're not a geek, Lewis. You guys are snob. No, we're not. Seriously, you're totally elitist. You feel like the unappreciated scholars, so you shit on the people who know less than you. No. Which is everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sad.